It's Free Talk Live. Welcome to the show. The phones are open if you want to join us. You can bring up absolutely anything you want to discuss here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Matt. Joa. And Joa. Sorry, guys. Oh, sorry. Jo- oh Joa. Yeah, Joa is here. I forgot to tell you Joa is with us here tonight. I was waiting for Bonnie to go. No, Bonnie's just, <laughs> she's just sitting in the third chair. Hi, Bon. Uh, and Joe is here remotely out in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire tonight. Uh, welcome to the program here, guys. Uh, thanks for being here. We actually already have a caller on the line, so we're going to jump into the phones here first. Uh, but coming up, the Project Veritas video bombshell. I mean, when is it not a bombshell from these guys? They, they are just epic. Everything they do turns into gold the- and the latest one is pretty wild, and it gets wilder with the confrontation video. We'll tell you all about it coming up here uh, in moments. But first, Gigi is on the line in South Carolina. Go ahead, Gigi. Good evening, everyone. How do you know it's always me? We got you on uh, caller ID here. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, boy. Nothing like my privacy being violated, huh, gentlemen? <laughs> Let's hear it for civil liberties. Speaking of which... Last Thursday night, I called and was livid and outraged about the police who murdered in Los Angeles an educator because they used excessive force, tasing him over and over until he went into cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. What was blasted all over the news, the media, and the newspapers, and the radio, and the internet all day today? The black man that was beaten to death and pepper sprayed repeatedly by Mm. five police officers in Memphis. So, gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts. Federal charges are going to come against all of these after state charges for violating his civil rights. Let's hear I it don't for know. our boys in blue, excessive force. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, consider me skeptical, funny. Gigi. It's not funny. No, it's, it's definitely serious. not. It's definitely it's not. But, but unfortunately, these cops are killing people in the United States to the tune of over a thousand victims it's a per year. And it's sick. Yeah, and the and sad part is nobody's doing anything in state government, federal no. government. Oh, they're not going to. Government. It's a disgrace. Excessive force, negligence, failure to administer first aid in a timely fashion. And how do you like this? The prosecutor charged the five cops in Memphis with aggravated kidnapping. I hope all of our listeners this evening understand exactly what aggravated kidnapping means because it's a serious charge. Well, let's hear it. Yeah, what is it? What is aggravated, aggravated kidnapping? Aggravated kidnapping refers to when you, as a police officer or anyone, prevents mobility of an individual. That is known as legally as kidnapping. However, when it's levied with the adjective aggravated kidnapping, there are means of physical and or mental and or sexual abuse or a combination thereof. He was tortured by being beaten and pepper sprayed over and over, mm-hmm. just like the school teacher that was tased over and over in Los Angeles. 
Yeah, uh, there's so many stories like this, Gigi, it and it, it is frustrating. It it's should. very frightening, ladies and gentlemen. That's normal. You're wearing your seatbelt, you're driving in your car, and you get pulled over for an alleged traffic violation. Yeah. And that could mean not complying with remembering to put your turner on when you want to change lanes. There goes probable cause, and your butt is now theirs. Yeah, and and it's it's absolutely true that a simple pullover could escalate into the police killing absolutely. you. Absolutely, that is what is so frightening. And most of the time, they'll get away with it. Ninety nine percent of the 99% time. Ninety nine percent of the yeah. time, yeah. but I don't have statistical data. That sounds right. To sounds right to me. Right. I would say ninety nine is probably low. It's yeah. probably higher than 99%. Of the I mean, yeah, yeah. Joa I would, is dealing with this stuff with that, all the time. Again, I don't have evidence, so I can't say definitively, but it scares the hell out of mm-hmm. me. Yeah, and I, hear I you. hope everybody listening to this evening's show watches and listens and learns. Be careful when you get in your car. Thank you, Gigi, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, Joey, you are out on the streets often in government bureaucracy as a First Amendment auditor. Uh, So you regularly have your camera trained on these officers, and a lot of them uh, get pretty crazy. Now, you've you've been arrested multiple times wrongfully by these officers. Luckily, you know, they you know, they don't they haven't killed you. uh, Thankfully, you're still with us. Don't jinx it. uh, They they do get pretty, uh, pretty aggressive sometimes. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, I, I want to tell you about some breaking news today. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. an, off, an officer from Rhode Island, uh, Officer Dolan at a, a Pawtucket police, uh, and I was I hung out in Pawtucket, Pawtucket a lot, uh, but he, um, he was an off-duty cop, and he shot at some kid because he was questioning why he was there. He's like, I'm just picking up pizza. And then he's like, this guy started getting aggressive, the officer, off-duty, and uh, said, you need to stop or I'm going to shoot. You're going, I'm going to shoot you. And he shoots him in his arm while he's driving away and uh wow. so those charges were dropped uh what well i mean he was found not guilty today the let me clarify something whose charges were dropped the kid that was uh trying the to kid leave? didn't get charged with anything the officer was charged with something yes and his yes. charge was dropped Oh yeah, well, I mean, he was found not guilty so. <laughs> oh, today. Today, wow! There was a five-day trial going on this past week. Wow! Uh, it, and the another footage ju- is out there. Another it's jury clear disappointment. As day. What? It's, oh, of course. When you say it's clear as day, you mean he wrongfully shot this kid? Yeah, the, the video is very clear mm-hmm. of what happened, and how they convinced the jury out of that one seems sus. Like there is something more going on than just. You know, there's you know, a lot of corruption like, in Rhode Island, right? Yes. Oh, oh, for sure. Well, sure. I mean, you know how it is with juries. I mean, with people in the United States, despite the corruption of the police, people still believe in them. People still give the police more credit when they say things than the average person. So if he said, well, you know, I didn't mean to shoot him or whatever, I just wasn't trying to break the law, I had the best of intentions, then that's usually enough to uh, let him off. Do you think somebody was leaning on the jury, Joa? That seems like likely, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no way a jury could ever thought that this guy was not guilty. There's no way. The mm. video proved everything that the, the kid was accusing the cop of. It, mm. it blew my mind when I when I saw the video today for the and first you know, time. 
Union unions are full of thugs, and police unions are like mega thugs. Mm-hmm. So if well, if somebody was ever going to lean talking. on a jury, I wouldn't doubt it. If if a police union or somebody like that, like I'm not saying a police union did, but if if you're going to tell me that somebody was leaning on a jury in him. favor of a cop, I would probably the first culprits I would look at would probably be that cop's union members. Mm-hmm. Well, believe it or not, the Pawtucket Fraternal Order of Police uh, Union president followed me halfway across the state one time in in a Pawtucket cruiser. Wow. It's not his jurisdiction. <laughs> he followed me into an airport, into a private parking lot. And I'm... he had he was like, you know, making a snarky comment like, hey, how's the Selmo? And he was talking about another auditor. And I was like, what? This guy followed me in here. And this and literally like two days before that uh, interaction with him. He was training uh, shooting simulation, so it wasn't real guns. It was like plastic guns simulating with the troll. So one of the trolls that threatened to kill me for like a year and harassed me for a year set me up on a, a fake date and everything like that. She was with him two days prior training to shoot. That's creepy. Speaking of fake dates, uh, let's get into the story here from Project Veritas, where uh, the videos they've been revealing in the last couple of years in relation to what really goes on behind the scenes at companies like Pfizer uh, with regard to the COVID situation have been quite eye-opening. And they've got another one that they just came out with recently. Yeah, I didn't know there was a second one. The follow-up I haven't seen. That's very that sounds great. So, uh, Joe, you've not seen any of this stuff, right? With the I just saw a clip when you mentioned it earlier, but yeah, go okay. ahead. Okay, all right. So, Project Veritas, as you as you know, if you're uh, you know if you listen to the show for a little while, we've talked about some of their work, and they do undercover camera work, and the way they seem to do it is they manage to, and I don't know how, I'm not sure they've never revealed their secrets, obviously, but somehow. They managed to get these executives and people working at these different uh, Pfizer's obviously what they're doing right now. But they had like some other lady from a hospital once and I forget some of the other businesses they've targeted. But they managed to get Twitter. I think they did some Twitter once before yes. Elon Musk took yeah. over. Uh, they managed to get these people to somehow respond in some online dating capacity to I don't know, you know, Tinder or however they're doing it, or Grinder or whatever. But Grinder likely, yeah. Somehow they they figure out where these executives and uh, workers are are going for their dates, and they put one of their dudes, <laughs> one of their Project Veritas guys, on the the Grinder, and they somehow attract these guys. To... It'd be easy to do, actually. All you got to do is hang out outside of Pfizer mm-hmm. with your Grinder app on, and just you know, not that I know Grinder, uh, but like, just, Joa. I'm just saying dating apps in general. Like, you can do like you know, closest to me. Oh, I and, didn't I think, know that was a thing. And Grinder, um, I know this because of uh, the uh, Predator Poacher mm-hmm. videos that I watch. They do a lot of sting operation on Grinder. Mm-hmm. It actually, you can turn your location on so people can see where you're at. Oh, oh okay. Because 
that makes sense then because I, I, this had always bewildered me. I mean, these guys are in like New York City. I could not understand how they could somehow randomly get these people to no joke. That's zero how they're in doing on it. them. That must so, be how they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because like obviously you don't want to just tell – the average person I would think that is looking for an online date probably doesn't want people to know where they are. But you know, an app like Grindr, that's just for hookups in, as I understand it. So those types of people probably are more likely to appreciate – a feature that would allow the other person to know where they are or generally in what vicinity they are because they want you know convenience right, right? Exactly. like just a, just a hookup app okay so that it's makes like, I, hey i just walked past you want to hook up yeah yeah so that that makes sense uh so that's probably what they're doing here but they actually get the person to go on dates and they have undercover cameras uh, or at least one undercover camera on their their body during these dates and they get them to say some of the most outrageous and revealing things here. So this latest story is about a Pfizer executive named Jordan Tristan Walker, who claims in this video, according to ProjectVeritas.com, it's about a 10-minute long video, uh, he claims that Pfizer is, quote-unquote, thinking about mutating the COVID virus in order to have excuses to continue to pump out new vaccines that's one of the the things that this uh, gentleman says in this video uh from project veritas i'm just going to play the intro here for you guys pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating covid well that is not what we say to the public no don't tell anyone this morning you got to publish your own you got to publish your own we're exploring like no you know how the virus keeps mutating yeah well one of the things we're exploring is like why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can preemptively develop new vaccines right so we have to do that if we're going to do that though there's a risk of like as you could imagine no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating f***ing viruses be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something that, like you know goes everywhere Something crazy. Is the way that the virus started in Wuhan? To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. And like, yeah, I know. Pfizer ultimately is thinking. Yeah. So that's like the little intro that they have, the teaser <sighs> to uh, draw you in for the full ten-minute video. Which I don't know if we should play the whole thing. That does kind of give you a taste of what this character that is quite creepy and i don't even know what the i don't even know how to describe that that's just it's an act of war i mean he's talking about developing a a a strain of a disease that already exists ostensibly so that they can release it on the public so that they have something to sell that's uh you know crimes against humanity all basically yeah yeah and and as they point out later in this video and maybe i will play some more clips from it but they they point out he's so cavalier about this He's so like, oh, here's what we're doing. We're going to, you know, manipulate people and extract billions of dollars from them. Like, uh, they actually interview um, Robert Malone, who is this, you know, well-known scientist and yep. has has kind of taken a position against the uh, the COVID insanity and the, the COVID crackdowns and all that. And, and he's just shocked by the demeanor of this this particular individual and the way he's the way he's talking. So again, his name is uh, Jordan Tristan Walker, and he does some work for Pfizer. Here, let me uh, I'll play a little bit more. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like there's 
It's definitely not gain of function. Sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. The direction of evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain of function research with the viruses, like yeah. they recommend not. But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm learning about that. I don't know how that's gonna work. There not be any more outbreaks to take Jesus Christ. The uh, let me see what it says here about his role at Pfizer. He's a big shot. He's not. He's not a small a small fry. He's in charge of some. They describe some him research, as right? the director of research and development, strategic operations, and mRNA scientific planning. Is apparently his position. It sounds like it's his job to make diseases to release on the public so that they can create vaccines for them. It sounds like that's his whole job. And now he's talking about it as if that's his job. That's what he sounds like he's saying. <laughs> Here's a little bit of opinion from Robert Malone. This is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that uh, risk global public health. It's profoundly corrupt. Yeah. So there's at least a couple of what is- uh, interviews here. or Not interviews, but uh, it's basically interviews, but he doesn't know he's being interviewed uh, at these dates. So it's, it looks like they went on at least two dates. And so you can see in the footage, there's you know footage from one restaurant or in another restaurant. So he came back for more oh after, the, after the first date and just has this smarmy smirk on his face uh, the whole time. So let me play some more. What's Pfizer doing, I guess, to optimize, you know, the vaccines now? Oh. We actually have a meeting about that today, so there's a lot. Really? We're doing, uh, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> Our undercover journalist asked Walker how Pfizer is handling the fact that their COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus variants. What he said is disturbing. Listen to this. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate ourselves so we can actively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company. Yeah, so we already uh, heard that part. And so they he does clarify that they're just, quote-unquote, thinking about it. So there's no, like, they're not doing it according to him they're just discussing that in other words they're doing it (laughs) could very well be uh whether they'll actually admit that or not because we're going to get into what happens when this guy uh jordan is confronted because it's this is video number one i gotta come around and look at this video number two well it's i'm not playing the uh, confrontation yet but video video number two is where uh the Project Veritas founder guy, James, I think is his name. James Uh, O'Keefe. Yeah, James O'Keefe, yeah. So, like, they confront this guy in a restaurant in New York City, (laughs) like, while he was on the next date with this (laughs) guy, James O'Keefe. The dude goes to the bathroom or something, and James O'Keefe walks in and, like, lays an iPad down and just starts asking him questions about what it was that he said. Uh, so there's a little bit more here about them testing 
on monkeys. Here's here's more. So the way that we're thinking about it, don't tell anyone this. You got to publish your own title. You got to publish your own title. Okay, bro. So um, the way it would work is like we put them in the virus in these monkeys. Okay. And then we successively like cause them to keep infecting each other. And we collect serial samples from them. And then the ones that are more infectious, like the virus, we'll put them in another monkey and just constantly actively mutate it. That's one way. Okay. Or you can even do like directed like simulation, which like we and then you just sample what the different like um, like uh, proteins on the surface of the virus look like over time. Okay. So then you can see the mutation. Then you can kind of force it to mutate in a certain way you want. Okay. But you have to be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something that, like you know goes everywhere. Something Which crazy. Is the way that the virus started and moved on. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Like yeah, I know. COVID virus experimentation on live monkeys. This is unethical, to say the least, and Walker describes those experiments as if they are ongoing and not simply a hypothetical discussion. So, I mean, when is Pfizer going to implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know. It depends on how the experiments work out, because this is just like something we're trying, right? It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like, there's... It's definitely not gain of function. Sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. No, 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 no. No, directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution? Directed evolution. Directed evolution, okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, is that what it is? Maybe. I, I, <laughs> well, you're not supposed to do game function research with the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do, like, these, like, selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm going about that. I don't know how that's going to work. Okay, there he actually admits that they're doing that kind of research. Yep. And now I, you know, I don't know. I did hear something about this gain of function a couple of years ago. I have no recollection of exactly what that means. That's where the, the I think that's where they're accusing the uh, scientists of actively making the diseases stronger and mm, stronger. Making it worse. Yeah, like uh, concentrating them. And that's what he seemed to be describing when he was talking about the monkeys, right? Where they infect yep. the monkeys and they try to get them yeah, that's to his directed evolution. pass it on. So that's a different terminology for the same exact thing. The same thing. thing. It's, can, done, it's done in real animals as opposed to in a test tube or something, I think. We continue. There not be any more outbreaks to like Jesus Christ. So um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Mm-hmm. Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but... Uh, it seems like from what I've heard they're kind of optimizing it, but it's very slow because everyone's very cautious. Like, you know, right. obviously they want to kind of accelerate too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying to figure out future mutation. Okay, so did that, did the whole virus mutation thing like come from your executive, Sarah? No, no, no. That came from, like, we have, like, chief scientific officers in, like, the other division. In a subsequent meeting, our undercover journalist asked if this type of gain-of-function research is already being studied at Pfizer. But no, as long as it's called directed evolution, Pfizer's in the clear. What, what's the goal for well, Pfizer of doing that? So probably what they want to do is like to try to figure out, to some extent, try to figure out like, you know, there's all these new strains of variants that just pop up. Why don't we try to like catch them before they pop up in nature and we can develop a vaccine prophylactic for like new variants. Which, by the way, they're now, the federal government is now recommending that everybody get a uh, COVID vaccine once a year. Just along with your flu vaccine, get a COVID vaccine, and oh, don't forget the monkeypox, mpox vaccine. More coming up. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are 
having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Talk live, and you can join the show here. We are playing audio from Project Veritas undercover video uh, that they recorded of an executive at Pfizer, Jordan Tristan Walker. He is their director of research and development of strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning. And so far, in this roughly 10 minute long video, He basically says that they are doing not gain-of-function research, but quote-unquote directed evolution research. And the way that is explained, uh, as I understood it, was they are looking at ways to essentially mutate the COVID virus and make it possibly worse over time, perhaps create different strains of it, so as to guarantee that they're going to have more business in the future. Well, his excuse is that they're going to have a vaccine ready for the next big thing. But yes. in order to do that, they got to create the next, the next big, big thing. thing. Yeah, uh, that's what they're talking about here. It's Ian, Joa, uh, Ian, Matt, and Joa here in the studio tonight. And Joa's joining us actually remotely from Manchester. Uh, as I got uh, got some more clips here before we get to a, another clip, which is him being this guy from Pfizer being confronted over what he said, and you will not believe the excuse that this guy makes for what's coming out of his mouth during this, uh, again, this undercover footage of him on a date with somebody who works for Project Veritas. Let me give you some more of the original video here. Yeah. So they're probably thinking, like, if you do it, control the lab, then we say, oh, this is an epitope. And so then if it comes out later on, like, in the public, we already have a vaccine kind of working on it. Oh my god, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that the, like the best business model though? Like, just control nature before nature even happens itself, right? Yeah, yeah. If it works. <laughs> what do you mean if it works? Because like some of the times there were just mutations that pop up, right? And they were not prepared for it, like with Delta or Omicron, right? And things like that. So. Who knows? I mean, either way, it's gonna be a cash cow. COVID probably be a cash cow for us for a while going forward. He's got a big smile, like a smirmy, smarmy kind of smile on his face as he's listening to the questions before he answers them. Just the, the whole demeanor and attitude of this guy is just so slimy and so scummy. He's dirtbag. Yeah. You know, one of my, one of my, the save, the, the, like the good parts about this is that, you know, the people who run the world, the new world order, if you will, mm-hmm. are not stupid. 
but a lot of their soldiers are absolute morons. Oh, yeah, he's just running his mouth. They, you know, they're just get a few drinks in idiots. Yep, yep, just give him some booze and off he goes. Here's more. Well, yeah, I obviously like. <laughs> well, I think the whole, you know, I think the whole like research of the viruses and mutating it, like, would be the ultimate like cash cow. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Now you would think that creating viruses <laughs> to sell the vaccine would be illegal, but no. The pharmaceutical industry, as Walker puts it, is, quote, a revolving door for all government officials, unquote. Okay. A revolving door for all government officials? Wow. Yeah, for any industry, though. So, like, in the pharma industry, all the government uh, officials who, like, you know, review our drugs, especially yeah. they come work for pharma companies. Like, the military, like, all the, like, army and defense, like, government officials eventually go work for the defense company afterwards. And he's absolutely right about that. That is, a, that's a fact uh, and as he's pointing out, it affects more than just the pharmaceutical industry, the military, and, you know, you fill in the blank, whatever regulatory structure there is. A lot of times, those very same regulators are owned by the companies that they regulate. Yep. And in many cases, they actually go and collect a private paycheck from those very companies mm-hmm. when they leave their government positions yep. and so on and it, so forth. The uh, The revolving door... It certainly applies to like pharmaceutical drugs, like addictive uh, drugs, like OxyContin, Vicodin, uh, all these, uh, you know, fentanyl and whatever else they have. These are made for to create addicts so they can keep the customer. That's a different kind of revolving door, but yeah. absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's they want you on their product for the rest of your life, and that's absolutely how they've set up the whole COVID situation. Oh, yeah, well, and, you know, there's conspiracy theorists out there who say that the cures for cancer and all kinds of things are already out there and well-known and probably patented and socked away so nobody will ever be able to make them. And they get called conspiracy theorists for that, but if you think about it, that's a logical business model. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you cure something if you're making money off a treatment that's ongoing? Right, you could just treat the symptoms for the rest of that person's life. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Uh, it's sick, but that is the you know current situation of medicine in this country. And then, of course, you've got alternatives that may also cure cancer, but they're not the pharmaceutical alternatives. Right. And so they're just they're off on the sideshow somewhere. Uh, you can't make any claims about any mm-hmm. of those other products, or the FDA will come after you and destroy With gusto. you. Yeah. yeah, if you try to make any claims but about who runs the FDA, I'll make a claim. Tumor, a turmeric and crushed red, uh, red pepper flakes. Okay, that's all you need, guys. According to uh, Shiva uh, out of Boston, that he ran for Senate, that's all you need. Sh- Shiva? Uh, yeah, sh- uh, Shiva. Shiva. Okay. Uh, I- Iodari, uh, hmm. the guy who invented email. Never heard of him, but really. Uh, so, so this is what he swears by. You're saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. he he swears that he's uh, found many cures for cancer. Nice. There's a bunch yep. of stuff. I mean, there's there's one that was I I think was invented in the 20s by Dr. Gerson. It's called the Gerson method. It's I've heard of it. Basically, you just uh, uh, they made a uh, somebody made a documentary about it. Uh, I don't know, 20 years ago, it's called uh, A Beautiful Truth, hmm. I think, and uh, it was it's basically. People eating nothing but raw vegetables, fruit and vegetables, and it will drive even like stage four cancers back into wow. remission and and um, just disappearance, really. And also there's, uh, if you listen to Paul Stamets, there's a mycologist named, famous mycologist mm-hmm. named Paul Stamets, great, you know, hilarious kind of guy, but he's an absolute genius when it comes to mushrooms and funguses. Yep, I've heard that. Um, the, 
there's a there's a mini documentary out there by Woody Harrelson uh, about curing people's diabetes. Uh, even uh, uh, what do you call it? What's the the worst one you're born with? Um, type one. Yeah, type one, right? And even them, if they go on uh, this all vegetable raw diet, they were being cured. Um, yeah, you know, I've always thought it was weird it. that people had a had a brand spanking new pancreas in their body that never lifted a finger in its life, and it just doesn't want to turn. Like, how do you turn on their pancreas? How do you make it work? Right. I dated a type one diabetic for for a while, and it's. I mean, she had to pop a, you know, pop a thing in her stomach every day and run a oh, hose around you. She carried this thing to look like a pager around her back pocket. It was like a, an automatic insulin pump thing, and that's rough. Well, yeah, what a, and it was super expensive. Mm-hmm. This, that little piece sure. of equipment was like you know like eight thousand dollars or something like that. It was very expensive. But uh, you know, you feel bad for people like that, and if there's a way that people can receive some kind of relief from that type of thing and they're not being given it, even though the drug company knows that it exists, that's kind of a disservice. I mean, they're not required by any means to provide that, but what a horrible thing to take over the FDA and make the FDA go after anybody that's got an alternative. Yep. Yeah. I remember uh, people talking about how the FDA was, I mean, they probably still do it rating like health food stores and things like that it's easy to believe yeah they do that stuff because you know a lot of these government bureaucracies have their own police departments yep. and they'll go in and they'll destroy a health food store simply because they had some product on the shelf mm-hmm. that said cures blah 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 whatever well, look at weed know, whatever the claim was look at weed well sure Makes you wonder what weed's good for yeah. well we're starting to find out it's good for a lot of things yeah uh, but we continue. Here's a little bit more with Jordan from Pfizer, Jordan Tristan Walker, their director of research and development and strategic operations, mRNA scientific planner. He sounds like a clown. Here you name your kid that you're asking for it. <laughs> Here we go. How do you feel about that revolving door? Like, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad mm. for everybody else? Because if the regulators who have to approve our drugs know that once they stop being a regulator, they want to go work for the company, then I got to be as hard as I'm talking about. You know, we're Right. It's not a secret. I mean, he knows how this system works. Yep, he's been in it. Yeah, he knows exactly the way it works. It's not and his he's first a, time the job. And he's aware that it's not good for people. He knows that it's good for his business. It's yep. good for the money they make at Pfizer. It's good because they can get things through the regulatory process when the average smaller company has all kinds of barriers put up in front of them. But if they grease the right palms... Then it's smooth sailing, or at yep. least as smooth sailing as you can get through the FDA. I bet he was hired not for his skill set, but because he had enough of a skill set and also that he has absolutely zero scruples. Yeah, and that's what Robert Malone actually comments on here. Uh, I think they put it in at the, the very end of the video. We'll, we'll play that, too, because it's it's good analysis, uh, but we continue. We talked I like, to I like it, Matt, unscrupulous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here's what Malone says. Malone, physician, scientist, and author to get his take on the comments made by Jordan Walker. You're gaining function. You're creating a new function in virus one by adding elements from virus two, infecting one monkey and then another monkey. That's called serial passage. That appears to have been one of the technologies deployed in the Wuhan Institute of Virology with the humanized mouse strains uh, that I believe were obtained from uh, EcoHealth Alliance. That's an example of directed evolution. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all about what he's doing. The hubris 
and arrogance and immaturity. If this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that uh, risk global public health with such a casual disregard mm -hmm. for the human toll, it's profoundly corrupt in terms of would it be feasible for Pfizer to circumvent international or national law? I think that is undeniable. Absolutely. I mean, just ignoring what they're doing to the poor monkeys. Yeah, right. Right. Look what they're willing to do to the monkeys in order to test their gain of function or quote unquote directed evolution research. If they're willing to do that to uh, poor innocent monkeys, they're certainly willing to test drugs on the people. Definitely. Right. And the gentleman in your investigative work has clearly indicated that Pfizer believes that it has successfully captured the regulatory apparatus of the United States government and presumably worldwide. Pfizer has completed regulatory capture, is quite proud of it. With governments turning a blind eye and Pfizer hiding information from the public, this is an ongoing story. Be brave, do something, spread these videos, and stay tuned. According to Project Veritas on an update, so after they released this video, they then said that uh, it had been, oh wait, was it Project Veritas? You know what, I don't know if I can say this. I know for sure this happened with uh, the folks over at uh, the Canadian, uh, what's it, the Canadian news company, I'm spacing on Rebel the News? Yeah, thank you, Rebel News. They were at uh, World Economic Forum. They said their videos were getting banned on YouTube and on Facebook and Instagram, but Twitter was the one place that you could actually go to to mm. watch these videos. So kudos to uh, Elon Musk for being a little more freedom of speech oriented. He's not truly freedom of speech well, he oriented. Was, he was really commenting on them, too. Was uh, he? He's, oh, yeah. Really, like, revealing stuff of his position. Well, of course, Twitter's been revealing all kinds of its own uh, secret files in the last several weeks now at this point with the Twitter files that have been coming out. I want to get into the part two of this, which is the most outrageous part, is how this guy who you just heard make all kinds of statements about what was going on at Pfizer. What is his excuse? He's going to have one. He's got an explanation. And uh, he, he gives that in the confrontation video coming up here in a moment. But let's go to the phones here. Uh, caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What is your name? Hello, you're on the air. Caller going once. Caller going twice. All right, we'll put him back on hold. Maybe I'll check with him uh, at the top of the hour. So I just happened to come across this other video. It's not even up on Project Veritas's own website yet. It's only on Twitter right now the second video and i can't play the whole thing because the whole thing has a, at least two f-bombs that i'd prefer to not have go on the air because then i just have to hit the dump button but you can get a real feel for what's going on in just the first several uh, seconds of this and because they always give you the nice thing about project veritas is they always give you like a minute long teaser where it's got kind of the worst of the worst or the highlight reel uh if you will so you, they come in on this same guy, this Jordan character, Jordan Tristan Walker uh, from Pfizer. He's sitting at a table in a restaurant. And when you watch the full video, you can kind of see what, what has probably happened here is he's on another date with this uh, journalist, the undercover journalist from Project Veritas. And the journalist has left the table 
for whatever reason, going to the bathroom or something like that. And James O'Keefe waltzes in <laughs> to the restaurant holding a tablet in his hands and he confronts this guy. So here's the uh, the teaser from this uh, from this video. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for <laughs> Pfizer. My question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses? Is this real life? I'm literally a liar. Yeah. I was trying to impress a person on a date. What's your lie? That's his excuse for what he said on the video that we just played for you. The 10 minute uh, video where he's making all kinds of claims about uh, directed evolution and testing on monkeys and that they're considering mutating the virus. So he's, his defense of being a dirtbag is he's a he's dirt, a dirt bag. bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you buy that one, guys? Do you think he's... Uh, oh, I believe him. You believe him that he's, oh, a, he was a, he's lying? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Vaccine good. What do you think, I, I think the guy is, uh, you know, very scouted for his job position and that you know they're not going to hire people that are you know aware of what's going on or care about society and stuff they're just going to put these sort of um certain attitude type people in there i i I can only imagine what kind of toxic uh, atmosphere pfizer must have Mm -hmm. yeah this guy is working there uh it's a great point in fact so in the longer version of this where so this is just quick clips right of of what the the full video shows he goes a little further and makes the claim that all guys do this. All guys try to, uh, all guys will lie to try to impress their date. This is a normal thing that uh, that guys do. I can't relate. I, I can't either. I'd, I'd walk right out. I don't lie. You know, there's no point in lying to somebody if you, if you actually care about the person. Right. Or you become, you know, close to that person. They're going to find out. Uh, that you lied to them. Maybe it's a thing that guys do when they just want to have sex or something. But, but again, this did, never, never had to do that either. You know, it's not revealed if Project Veritas uh, is going to that extent, right? Like we know that they're having these dates, but uh, you know, you wouldn't think that their undercover guy is actually having sex on the first date. Because remember, they came back for a second, maybe even a third date right. here, and so that suggests to me that this guy is. You know, if he's after sex, he's certainly willing to go through multiple dates to try to get it. This, this, I don't think was just a you know one night stand, yeah, uh, one night stand kind of hookup. He's playing the playing the long game, right? So, no, you are a dishonest person, and you're admitting that in this video, dude. But to say that that's just a normal with passion. behavior, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's his bad. excuse uh, for this. Here's more. Please, this is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not. Why the way? Why don't, are you doing Don't this? tell anybody. Someone who like, was just working at a company to literally help the public. You f- so there's a bizarre sequence in the longer uh, version of this where he seems to be connected to some extent to this restaurant. So as you might imagine, the restaurant staff they don't want this going on. In their restaurant. Oh, I mean, yeah, this is bad. The restaurant's fairly empty, so there's not a whole lot of people around to you know witness it besides maybe the staff and maybe two other customers or something. So there's not a lot of people around, but they still don't want this going on in their restaurant. They certainly don't want video of this getting out there, that this is happening in their restaurant. So you could understand the restaurateur, the owner or the manager or whoever comes over and she asks James O'Keefe and his crew. He's got at least two camera guys. He's got the undercover guy who's recording, and he's got another guy with an open camera uh, who's recording as well. And so she asks them to leave. 
And, you know, normally if you get asked to leave by a business owner, you should probably respect their request and you should leave the building. But what happens here is Jordan, this guy, he demands that they stay. He's calling the police and he doesn't want them to leave the building because he wants the police to come and save him from them or something like that. Arrest them, presumably, for uh, recording video of him. You know, I, I just a side note, if he's connected somehow to this restaurant, wouldn't a restaurant in a busy city be a good place to clandestinely release a, a new germ? Yeah, I guess it would. The reason I spe- uh, specified that I think he might be connected is he actually gets the restaurant manager or owner or whoever she is, the person in charge, he gets her to give him her phone so he can record his side of what's going on. So he actually ends up wielding this lady's phone during this confrontation to get his own video of what was going on. Like your average yeah. restaurant manager isn't just going to hand over a phone. Yeah, that's weird. To a crazy customer who's shouting at the top of his lungs. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no. Project Veritas uh, is, has absolutely re- uh, released a germ at a restaurant, and that's exactly what we're seeing. This this guy is going to be uh, no longer welcome society. I would say in many ways. I think people should. Uh, uh, he's probably going to get fired for this, right? If you're not already. Good question. Yeah, then Moderna will hire him or some other. You know, he, he's not, not going to. Sure. That's like a cop getting fired. Like the homies next door are just going to pick him up and dust him off and say, sorry, brother. You could be a yeah, dirtbag with us. Well, he already tries to claim in the video that he's like a contractor for Pfizer, even though they show like images of his name allegedly on their website. Well, he's, got, or he's got director in front of his name. So, I mean, he's got to be pretty close. Yeah. As far we already as... know he's willing to lie to his dates. Yes. So there's no reason why. Well, they he... decompartmentalized all these uh, job positions. And mm. that might be true. They're all independent contractors, probably, too. You know, could be. He could be telling the truth in that case. So. He grabs this lady's phone. He's like walking behind the counter. Again, he's either crazy and or crazy and knows these people, right? Like you don't go behind the counter at some restaurant, right? right? This guy's walking behind the counter as he's calling the police. Anyway, let me, let me give you a little bit more of this uh, this teaser. You really did. Please bring the cops as soon as possible. I feel very unsafe. I'm feeling very unsafe right now. <laughs> From what? A guy with a video camera <laughs> asking you some questions? That's and, and he knows who he's talking to, I think, doesn't does he know who he James O'Keefe is? Like he doesn't know per se who he is. But interestingly, in the very beginning of this vi- so when the actual full video, the full, you know, nine and ten minute video comes in, the first part of the clip is him explaining to his date that he's aware of these undercover videos because he's asking his date, the undercover eight. Um, yeah, don't tell anybody. Journalist. Don't tell anybody. Well, no, no, no. It's it's a part we haven't played. But he, he's uh, he's asking the journalist, like, why are you asking me these questions? Because he's getting the journalist pushing, right? Like he's pushing him to answer some some tough questions. And that's when he just starts spouting off about how he's, well, there, have you heard of that conservative group that goes around and uh, does undercover? So he still didn't know, at least allegedly didn't know the name of Project Veritas. He doesn't appear to recognize James O'Keefe when, when he walks in. So I wouldn't say for sure that he's you know mm. 100% aware, but he's aware enough that these things that do, do go on. So now, now it's being said in the video, can you please unlock your door? There's a woman's voice saying, can you please unlock your door? Can you please unlock your door? 
No, you, no, don't let them leave. Please unlock the door. Get in the way. Okay, so before we get to this part, what's going on with the locked door, right? Like, why is the door to this restaurant now locked? Because remember, the manager has asked Project Veritas to leave. The but premises. then locks the door so they couldn't get out? It's not clear in the long video who locks the door. But someone who's not Project Veritas, maybe it was this guy, somebody locks the door at some point. That's kidnapping. To, it sure is. To keep these people inside the restaurant. And who's the one shouting about keep them here, get you know make them stay? This guy, Jordan Tristan Walker. So the manager has said leave. James O'Keefe tries to leave and finds the door is locked behind him. And that's the the woman is with James O'Keefe. She's oh. one of his she's one of his crew saying, please unlock this door. I mean, it is an insane situation, but then it gets even more insane because this guy loses like he's already lost it. Right. He's he's already upset. He says as soon as he's confronted, he says, is this real life? is his response. Then he goes after James O'Keefe, grabs the iPad, and smashes it. Please unlock Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. He says you can't just record people like that. And Joa is a professional at recording people like that. So I want to get your I want to get your input on this, uh, Joa. Coming well, up first here. First off, hold, hold that thought. Hold doors. that thought with the hold that thought with the first off. We'll get to it. All right. Coming up, uh, hour number two is on the way. This guy, this Pfizer guy, loses his mind, smashes the iPad. We'll tell you more about it coming up here in moments. Uh, hour two is coming up. Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the show. You can join us here. You can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're playing some pretty outrageous audio here. From some outrageous video uh, from the folks over at Project Veritas. ProjectVeritas.com is their website. But if you want to follow Project Veritas, you pretty much have to do it on Twitter because uh, the other companies, the other big tech companies out there are censoring their videos pretty regularly. And it seems like Twitter's letting them fly. And the latest ones that came out are, are pretty shocking. Uh, and by the way, with you tonight, it's Ian and Matt and Joa and Joa joining us remotely from Manchester. Uh, just to recap, if you're just tuning in here, Project Veritas a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, pretty recently put out some video undercover, of course, of a uh, Pfizer executive. Now, he denies in the in the long video being a member of Pfizer when he's confronted, but they show like multiple clips of videos of them like going on his linkedin profile showing him with a pfizer.com email address uh showing him on the pfizer like organizational page not far from the ceo it's like this guy works for pfizer and he's trying to say he doesn't but i was just trying to google him and there's honestly not a whole lot on google about him i think they got it all from like linkedin or something like that maybe yeah one of the uh first things you do see on google about him is so, Google has scrubbed all results on Pfizer exec Jordan Trist- Tristan Walker. Ah, huh. The fix is in. The fix is in. Yeah. So, this guy, in the in the first video, 
he talks about openly, you know, he he thinks he's just on a date with some guy from Grinder or whatever, and he's on his second or third date, and you know, the drinks are flowing, and he's just blabbing about what it's like doing this uh, not gain of function research, but what they call directed evolution research at Pfizer. They're experimenting on monkeys. They're taking elements from COVID and then they're adding elements from other COVID strains and they're trying to make new strains, allegedly. He says they're considering uh, mutating the strains so they can then preemptively make vaccines and make big money, is what he says. Okay, so that's a summary of we played the full 10 minutes of the video. Basically, There's something in, the in there hour. to piss everybody off. Yeah, it's pretty outrageous. He admits there's a revolving door in the quote-unquote business of regulation where the regulators go, they leave the regulatory uh, office. and It was they, all a lie. They start working for Pfizer. <laughs> trying to, just trying to impress his date. It was all a lie. He made yeah. it all up. Yeah, and then, the, and then what you're pointing out here is in the second video, Matt, they uh, confront him. So he's at <laughs> one of these dates with this guy. He thinks he's going to score. with his, He's on his third date with this guy. How old is this guy? How What's old that? is he? Because uh, these guys seem kind of young. And he's like, young. Uh, almost like uh, he's early in the game into the knowledge of what goes on there. And he probably doesn't realize that this whole thing was created. The uh, the the first strain. I mean, I'm going to make a claim on YouTube. We're going to get uh, taken down. But COVID was staged. Okay. You know. I mean, like he that, seems that's... to... He seems like he's part of that. I mean, he seems to be in on the, the whole staging thing. But he is young. I mean, the guy's probably late 20s, early 30s. He's got a real young look to him, for sure. Uh, let me let me give you one of the clips here. To, I actually went to the longer form video, and I found some clips that don't have him cursing, because he loses his mind when he's confronted by James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. And they, they throw in some bleeps in this video, but they're always too late. So the full word that he says is in there. So I want to make sure I didn't play that part on the air here, because we are on broadcast radio. But here's where he makes his excuse for what he was saying in the first undercover video. Oh, the video's not there. Hang on. Got it right here. Here we go. Please. I'm lying to impress Here, the just, just, is it true what, what you say? What is this? No. I literally was on a birthday with a guy, and like normal men, you lie to impress a date. Mutating Please. viruses? Do you, do you, do you not work for Pfizer? This guy. I thought he was a date. Sir, do you not? So he, he indicates, so he indicates the guy that was the undercover. He's in the room. The undercover guy is there. He's got a video camera. And that's when they start putting up the images from his profile. <laughs> I, I've never been on LinkedIn, so I'm just going to guess that this is uh, LinkedIn. And it shows his name, Jordan Walker, director, scientific, operational, blah, blah, blah. And then it's got his Pfizer.com email address right there. And then they put up, subsequently after this, they put up three other graphics that show him working for Pfizer, as he's claiming in this video that he doesn't work for Pfizer, claiming that he's just lying to his date so he can get into bed with him. That's what, He didn't say a single thing that was true. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a moment. I think he's being very true. Very, very true and honest when he was talking. I mean, that was, you know, it's clear that he had, you know, a lot to say about how things functioned at the top, about mm-hmm. the regulators and all that. I mean, there's, there's no need to lie about that stuff. It's true. Yep. He was absolutely telling the truth there. Uh, whether or not he was telling the truth about the rest of it. I mean, could he have been embellishing for his date? Perhaps. Maybe, but the things he was embellishing about sound pretty f- logical and feasible. And yeah, like likely. the kind of insane stuff that you would think 
that an evil medical pharmaceutical Just company a bunch of mad scientists. Uh, would be doing. And why would that impress a date? Why would getting why would talking about monkeys infecting them on purpose with various different maladies and then making it worse for them? Why would that like turn on your date? And I, and I don't think you know the guy who was receiving those responses from what's his name Tristan Jordan Tristan mm-hmm. Walker didn't sound like he was being impressed by it no. and needed more. He was just asking very blandly, actually asking questions. And he was the, asking the right questions to get this guy to spill the beans. And he just kept going, like yeah. excitedly and passionately pouring into it. He wasn't impressed, like clearly wasn't being impressed by no. it, but he kept the, the, the answer guy started, you know, just pouring it out there anyway. Why, why so. would you think that saying, oh, yeah, we're considering. We're, we're considering mutating the COVID virus so we can make more vaccines in the future before they actually, the virus hits the scene. Yeah, why would you, like, that's not, that's not impressive. And when it hit the ears of the guy who was asking the questions, it didn't really come off as if he was impressed. Why yeah. keep playing that card? Doesn't, it doesn't make, the whole claim this was just him lying yep. to get in this dude's pants doesn't no make way. any sense at all. No, it was coming from a place of huge ego. And he At was the same time, ball. the vaccines don't work, right? Like, right. So they're trying to create a real virus that you you have to buy their vaccine. So this is a whole new concept beyond what's actually going on right now, where the vaccine is actually killing you. You know. Well, I mean, we don't know for sure, right? Like, there's no way to really tell if the vaccine is killing people, but certainly there seem to be a lot of people dying suddenly. These days, a lot more than had done two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't really connect one to the other, and that's nice for Pfizer because they can Quite never. Quite a coincidence. Yeah, you yeah. can never. Correlation really is not causation, right. but you know. Uh, let's go to the phones here. We'll get David on the line, and then I want to get Joa to, you know, give us his opinion as a professional, you know, guy who records people in public as to whether or not it's <laughs> legal, uh, what's going on here. But, David, you're on uh, Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Fantastic, fantastic content, guys. Um, well, Project Veritas de- deserves most of the credit here. We're just analyzing it, but go ahead with your thoughts. Well, having it on the, having it on the radio, having it on nationally syndicated radio is fantastic because yeah. Lord knows that it's not going to get played anywhere else. Probably not. But uh, Matt, why are you using Google? That is uh, <laughs> not very good because you know you're either going to get biased opinions or you're not going to get anything at all. Yeah, you know what's even uh, worse? I have a that? Google phone. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I have an I have an Android, but I've uh, I've made it all free and open source software. No, I I actually have Google uh-huh. Fi as my provider. <laughs> so oh, I, Lord, I'm not even kidding. It's awful. So <laughs> does Ian. I'm surprised yeah. they haven't shut you down yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I hope they don't. It's uh, the reason I have this phone is because I have free international. It's uh, you know, and every once in a while I travel. It's nice. Up, I, it's nice it to is, have that. You know, and and not that I travel internationally, but I I was tired of driving anywhere near the Vermont Canadian border and, and getting, losing your signal. And, and no, not losing my signal. Getting charged five bucks for every time my oh. phone decided to tap a Canadian tower, right? So, so I dumped U.S. Cellular for that reason. Try out, uh, try out Searx S E A R X dot B E. You're gonna have to spell that one more time. What? S E A R X dot B E. What is it? It's a meta search engine. So what it does is it takes a bunch of search engines and correlates all the results together. So it's like it searches like DuckDuckGo and Yahoo and Google and Bing and a bunch of other, like Wikipedia and a bunch of stuff all at the same time. Oh, that sounds like Dogpile. 
Yeah, that's basically what it does, but it's a free and open source software, so you can run hmm. it on your own server if you want. Wow, that's really cool. I like it. Yeah, it says here um, it is a privacy-respecting, hackable meta-search engine. Uh, definitely worth oh, a shot. Oh, yeah, that's good to hear about. Yeah, I'll give it a shot because I've been pretty disappointed with the Brave Search. It just has not been giving me the results that I've been looking for. It's crazy how yeah, these browsers get compromised. It works out pretty well for me. And my other thought was maybe Project if Twitter is the only place that Project Veritas is getting uh, video plays, Maybe they ought to create a uh, create an account on social.freetalklive.com. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Can you even upload video? <laughs> I've never tried it. I guess you probably <laughs> can. I don't know what the limits are on that, if you, you can. can do it. Um, the instance admin, so UEN would have to actually uh, like uh, increase the, fo- the size, because I think mm. by default it's like 40 megabytes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So by default it wouldn't work, but, uh, but they could... They could create an account and link somewhere else to sure. do a video, like on their on their website. Or yeah, something. they do have video on their own website. Uh, although the second video that we've been playing here with the the guy from Pfizer, Jordan Walker, freaking out, isn't even on their website. It's only on their Twitter account hmm. uh, right now. But yeah, thank you for plugging uh, social.freetalklive.com. We are expecting an upgrade there to version four of Mastodon. I don't know what features that will bring. Maybe better video support or something like that. Uh, but th- I was actually the one who asked you about that. Okay, yeah, it was supposed to happen Monday, and it didn't, and it hasn't happened yet, so I'm hoping sometime this week, but my, my guy is on it, don't know what the delays are, uh, but we'll, we'll get her done at some point. Thank you, David. Anything else you want to share tonight? Nope, that's it. Thanks for the tip on the search engine. I'll definitely give that a shot, and I appreciate hearing from you. All right, so, Joe, this guy in this video... He's losing his mind over what is happening to him. He's like he's literally walking back into the kitchen of this restaurant at one point in this video. I mean, he's going all over the place. He's either really crazy, you know, he's obviously crazed right now. So maybe he would normally not go into the kitchen or maybe he's so familiar with this restaurant for whatever reason that he feels comfortable going behind the counter, then going back into the kitchen as he's trying to like get away from the Project Veritas journalists who have gone into this restaurant to confront him about what he's saying about Pfizer and he just starts yelling about how he doesn't want to be recorded and so on and well, what are your thoughts I on this Joe? People need to realize that this guy uh, is the kind of character is flamboyant like he's uh, yeah he is and he's uh, quite the character to begin with and then he's being very dramatic very. Uh, I mean rightfully so but like he's you know, is out of like his character of sorts, where he's very characteristic. Uh, but he, um, yeah, I, I think the restaurant made the biggest mistake in this whole thing, mm. other than the assault, because that assault should not have happened if the restaurant didn't lock the doors. So when you say the assault, think, you mean when this guy Jordan grabs the iPad from uh, Project Veritas's people and smashes it on the ground? I believe that happened after realizing the doors were locked, right? Well, one of the things is it's not clear who locked the doors in this video. Good, good point. Good point. But whoever did that is is a biggest trouble right here mm-hmm. because it's like these people are fearing for them themselves too because this guy is getting violent and they should have the right to escape. Oh, you mean the Veritas people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, let me go on here with this. So this is from the long form video. We played for you the first 45 seconds of this where they kind of clip in the basics of what goes on in the confrontation. And this is toward the end. This is where he's going to grab the iPad after he's been ranting and raving for, for some time here. And so I just want to play the, the long form interaction. Ma'am, you locked the door. Ma'am. Man, we're trying to leave, but you locked us in here. Okay, there, based on what the Veritas people are saying, it sounds like the manager herself actually locked the door. Now, we don't see it happen. There's no footage, at least in this uh, video, of her going to do that. What's going through her head when she uh, locks the door? It's bizarre because she asked them to leave earlier. Remember, she asked them earlier to leave the premises, but then Jordan, the guy from Pfizer, demands that they don't leave because he wants to call the cops and they want to, he wants them to still be there when the police arrive. So at some point, she decided to go along with what he wanted and then locks them in the, into the restaurant. We go on. Call our attorney. Can you please unlock your door? Let us out. No, I don't know what's going on. I don't want anyone leaving from right now. Let's go. Let's let's let let okay. Can you please unlock your door? No, no, don't let them leave. Please can you unlock the door? I still have Please, no, don't let them out. Don't let them out. Could you please let us leave, ma'am? We'd like to leave. We'd like to leave. Please unlock the door. I don't know why they don't put the name of her business up on the damn screen because she is a she is part of this conspiracy at this point, at this point to yeah. kidnap these people. She's gotten herself into it now. I don't think that there's actually a the. At the very end of this clip, there's some interactions with the police when they do show up. and But by that time, O'Keefe and most of his crew have left, but he still left one of his guys on the scene to kind of see what happened. And the police end up saying that had O'Keefe stayed, that they would have been able to arrest Jordan Walker, the Pfizer guy. Which is interesting for, I presume, assault uh, in this case. But because the witness right. to the assault had left the scene, the police said they can't do anything. Uh, about it and, and that's false imprisonment uh i think there's a difference between kidnapping and false imprisonment mm-hmm. no? good point uh but yeah the, presumably they didn't arrest the owner of the business either even though she was the one who locked them in uh, but we go on here so he's about to attack in uh in this footage here it goes Please unlock, please unlock the door. Okay, so he grabs the iPad from, I don't know if this is like a bodyguard or it's one of the Veritas people. There's Veritas has at least four or five people uh, on this scene. One of them has the iPad. He snatches the iPad away, slams, like sort of, it falls to the ground, and then he dives for it. So Jordan Walker, the Pfizer guy, goes down on his knees and is like trying to protect or grab or do something to this iPad. It's as though he believes that the one copy of this video of, <laughs> is of on that iPad is on this iPad He's and destroying he evidence. must destroy <laughs> this one copy. He that That's the only thing he could possibly be yeah. thinking here. He's literally groveling like he's on his hands and he's smashing this thing. Yeah. So it goes on here. So and this is and this is after he says, "Please leave me alone," or "Please stop recording me." It's like they're trying to leave, dude. But you said they shouldn't leave, and then the owner of the business locks them in. Now you want them to leave. Yeah, turn off your camera so I can assault you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. 
here's uh, here's the rest of it. Unlock the door. 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 Okay, so he said, oh, he's assaulting me. He hit my head, is what he says. And so what's going on at the time in the video is he's still on the ground. He's still, like, grabbing for the iPad. And, of course, the Veritas people are trying to get their property back, right? So they're trying to, like, move him away from the iPad so they can get their property back. And they don't hit him in the head or anything like that. He's fine. <laughs> he's just yelling. This is okay. He says, "Do not record me." He's now on his feet, smashes the thing again. The first time you could say he was just trying to grab it and it fell. Now he's got the iPad again and just gives it a full-on throw at the ground. He as, throws it at the ground. Yeah. Yeah, as he's saying, as he's yelling, do not record me. Now, Joe, you've recorded a, a lot of people over the years. Uh, you know, what's your what's your feeling about this situation? Because this is a this is a really bizarre situation. Like, I do some recording as well. I've done a lot of it as well. But my general rule is, if I'm in a private business, I'm not going to just record without the business's consent most of the time. However, and I think. The way, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, however, like it, if something happens that's crazy like yes. this, somebody's getting violent, there's some sort of dangerous police interaction or whatever, I will not ask permission. I will just go ahead and record. Yeah, that's when that camera comes also, out. Also, yeah. I think there's another weighing uh, opinion to that, which would be if you are going to change the world and reveal lies that have been destroying humanity, you know, then I think you should have every right to record that and expose it. You know, yeah. Whistleblowing. Well, I think there's different circumstances here, right? So you've got different types of video. You've got the first video is undercover recording. It's just two guys at a table. The person, uh, Jordan Tristan Walker from Pfizer, he's the quote-unquote victim, the target, if you will, of the undercover recording. You can't really tell where they are. The The background is fairly right. nondescript. It's just a wall. So I don't find that to be particularly invasive to the business there. Um, but actually coming in with like a camera crew. So what's going on in the, the con- confrontation video is you got one guy outside with a video camera. You got two guys inside with uh, with cameras and they're converging on a customer in a business. I find like, I think that's kind of a tacky, even though I'm enjoying the hell out of the video, just from a <laughs> from a respecting yeah. the business, <laughs> totally from a respecting the business's property kind of move. I don't think that's a cool thing to do, per se. Right. I don't but, like I'm just arguing the point that they are trying to reveal something that's going to like help the world. Yeah, sure. And it's like these are these are, you know, a point where, you know, any you'd go to any lengths to try to expose things, expose the yeah. uh, you know, these terrible terrible things. You no, know? I think you're right about that. I I think that uh I think they're within their rights to do it. I think you you can walk into a business openly carrying a video camera and see what happens. Right. I, I, oh, I agree with what you're saying. It, it is illegal. If uh, I mean, it would be against their policies or whatever at the restaurant. And if they find out that you're doing it, you are breaking the law. You know, like. No, I don't know. What do you mean? What do you mean it's illegal? Well, if you if they tell you you can't record and you continue to record. Well, then the, you're just if they haven't told you to leave. Uh, right, right. Yeah. I mean, if they tell that's, you to leave and you don't true. leave, then it's trespassing. 
right? Yes, yes. Right? And I'm, I'm a lawyer, but that's just my understanding of how trespass works. So it's not, as I understand it, it's not illegal in most places to record video. Uh, well, I know all about the trespassing thing. Right. There's some states where it's illegal to record without all the cons- you know the consent of all of the parties. New York, I don't believe, is one of those states. I think Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and I think Massachusetts might have changed their laws for the better on this one in recent years. So I can't even say for sure on that one. I know New Hampshire's wiretapping laws are some of the worst in the country. We've got a lot of good things going on in New Hampshire. That's not one of them. The wiretapping yeah. laws are not one of them. Uh, but we can talk more about it coming up here in moments. If you want to share your thoughts, you can join us. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. we got a little bit more of Jordan from Pfizer losing his mind, attacking this iPad as though he's going to somehow be able to prevent the video from getting out by smashing their iPad. Uh, we'll continue here in moments. You can join us on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. show here you can bring up whatever you want i don't even know what else is in the news today i haven't even had a chance <laughs> this has been so good that you know this is one of those times where you gotta kind of pay attention to the rest of the news just in case something's being used as a like a distractor yeah you know that it seems like that's a a repeating theme in the in world news is when something's so good that you have to look at or so awful that you have to look at, chances are there's something 10 times worse going on that they don't want you to be like staring at. Well, that's why we have open phones here every single night. So if there's something you want to bring to our attention... Yeah, somebody th- will bring it. Yeah, that you think's important, please get on the lines here. You can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Matt, and Joa here from... Uh, Matt. Uh, Joe's, Joe's from Breaking the Flaw. You can find his channel over on YouTube and Odyssey, so be sure you look for him, and you can see what he's been up to recently. Uh, you've been fighting it out with the police in Goffstown, not physically, but uh, Goffstown police. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, you were arrested a few months ago back at a, a, a kind of a protest that was happening outside of a Senate debate here in New Hampshire, and a uh, Senate candidate, a, a, a U.S. Senate candidate named Don Bolduck, falsely yeah. accused you of hitting him multiple times all over the news oh my god yeah it blew up the story went you know almost international and that uh, resulted in you being charged with not assault but trespass and so-called disorderly conduct you're expecting yeah. to go to trial on that within the next couple of weeks and well, thursday next thursday it's, it's right? that soon wow yeah february okay. 2nd next thursday february 2nd and so you are gearing up for a trial that you're going to be taking on pro se. You do not have an attorney uh, at this nope. point. You've reached it's out. It's been hard because of uh, their con- conflict of interest in the GOP. Mm-hmm. You uh, you reached out to the Goffstown, New Hampshire Police Department initially right after the incident occurred. And, yep. of course, they continued to cover for their buddy, Don Bolduck, who also happens to be, I believe, a part-time police officer of another police department. In Hampton Beach. Yeah. Wait, and Bolduck is a cop? Yep. Surprise, surprise, Did huh? not know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not uncommon for military guys to go and moonlight as cops. Yeah, but isn't back, he like right? 70 years yeah, old? he's old. He's old. He's like at least in his late 60s. So 
He's uh, also a future member of the Lori list. You hear about that? <laughs> that uh, you have to explain what that list is. The Lori list is uh, 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 police officers that can't be trusted because they've lied on police reports or uh, to the police or uh, uh, on the stand. So oh, so are... you're going to make him a future member of the Lori list? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, Go we know it. he lied on the scene when he claimed oh, Joe yeah. hit him. On video. He hit me. He hit me. He hit me at least three or four times. We know that mm-hmm. was a lie. In fact, the cops know because they didn't charge him with assault. Like the cops knew that there was no hit. Yep. Otherwise, they would have tried to charge him, and there's clearly wasn't. So uh, you're going to try to get him up on the stand. We don't have you know a whole lot of details on what's going to happen at this trial, but it should be interesting. I'm hoping to be able to attend it and uh, and get video of this because it's well, you know, I was one of the people who saw this thing go down in the in the first place. It was luckily witnessed by multiple people. There were multiple angles, camera angles. Uh, that recorded this this particular interaction. I suspect some of that vid- uh, video footage is going to get play uh, at this trial. But update us on what's going on because you recently reached out again to Gosstown Police after they initially uh, yes. one of their investigators, quote unquote, covered for Don Bullduck. And yep. uh, it, what's what's going on now? So I called the Attorney General, and they suggested that I talk to the Chief so he can reinvestigate it before the AG looks at it. And uh, so I called the chief. We had a conversation. He was bringing up hypotheticals and all this, like, you know, weird. I I just, it was was just strange. Okay. But uh, when it came to the, uh, my assault complaint, he uh, really heard me. He really listened to what I had to say about it. Hmm. And he's going to re-review it. And this was, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago or like a little over a week ago. And tomorrow is the deadline that he promised me that mm-hmm. he'll have it ready tomorrow. Okay. So hopefully uh, he comes to the correct determination about what happened there. And uh, whatever motions happen after that, that's, you know, we'll see. When you say he said he was going to have something for you tomorrow, meaning he's going to have a, a determination, he'll have some that's sort of correct. an answer for you? Okay. That's right. All right. Uh, well, definitely keep us in the loop here, Joa, as this uh, situation develops. If you haven't, if you guys haven't seen the video, we certainly talked a lot about it when it transpired here on Free Talk Live. Uh, probably the easiest way would be to just go to freekeen.com and search for Bolduck, B-O-L-D-U-C. I suspect that'll pull it right up. Uh, speaking of people attacking others, we still have a little bit more to play from the Project Veritas situation where they confront this jordan tristan walker from pfizer a gentleman who just doesn't really seem to have much concern for human life or the life of uh, monkeys that they're testing covid viruses on trying to uh, not do gain of function but quote-unquote directed evolution i think was the term it, do- it doesn't help the pro vaxxers uh, case at all when people like this pop up in the in the halls of oh, these yeah. companies you know, we're like, you, you're such a conspiracy theorist. You won't even take a vaccine. And there's a lot of libertarians in that crowd. I'll tell you right now, why don't you trust the vaccines? You know, well, have you seen the guys making them? Well, yeah. And you have <laughs> to wonder, right? Like this guy is a high level executive uh, or if, if he, if he uh, isn't now, he was the director of research and development, strategic operations, MRNA scientific planner. And he's a certified dirtbag, though. So yeah. that said, he's probably going to go right back to work somewhere, if not Pfizer. 
in a different role or maybe even the same role. But you look at this guy in the first video and the smarmy look on his face, the the cavalier attitude that he has towards human life and what's going on. uh, It really makes you wonder, is he a, a fluke? Or is he just like a lot of the other people he works with? Do they all have, or a good chunk of them, have this similar attitude that this guy has? Or is he just one out of a thousand? You know? It's probably just a norm. That's what I'm thinking here. You know, he's just so cocky about what they're doing. Yep. You know, he's. It seems to you know, me some like companies must... give you know personality exams before mm-hmm. you get a job because they want to know who they're working with, and maybe certain companies aren't always taking the the sweethearts and some of them are taking the evil the ones that are you know have a propensity for zero ethics mm-hmm. and you know just doing bad zero things. empathy yep yeah uh so they confront him he loses his mind and begins he, he has the restaurant apparently lock in the Project Veritas crew into the restaurant that they're in, which is why I say I don't know why they're protecting these restaurant people. Like they're uh, they're blurring them out, right? Like yeah. so in the video, the manager who allegedly locks the doors on the Project Veritas people, her her face is blurred. But it's like she's she's, she's part, part of, of this. She's she is consenting to. This. She loans this guy her phone. He goes up to her, uh, Jordan from Pfizer. Goes up to the manager, demands that she get loan him her phone so he can record video of Project Veritas's people. And she does it. So they're obviously friends, or maybe he used to work there, or maybe he's just a really great customer, right? And either way, he's like walking behind the bar. He goes back into the kitchen at one point. And then finally, as they're asking to have the doors unlocked so they can actually leave the restaurant, which is what the manager originally asked them to do before she locks them in, he then attacks by grabbing the iPad that the Project Veritas people had. Just It falls to the floor. He then dives towards the floor to try to grab the iPad before the Project Veritas people can. He manages to continue to possess the iPad, gets up, and then he smashes it as hard as he possibly can against the ground. I locked the door. I locked the door. This nice. is this is remarkable here. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying to get unlock the door. Unlock the door. Unlock the door. It's not a lot of people like that. It is not. Stop let go of me. Now you're hurting me. <laughs> Wait, who is touching him? So one of the Veritas guys who originally had the iPad. Oh, he wants to get his iPad back. From, yeah. Right. So like that's all the Veritas people were trying to do this whole time is, rec- you know, get their property back. And this guy starts yelling about how you hit me in the head. Stop touching me. Well, dude, you're going after them. He's he's the one going after the Veritas people and they're trying to, like, keep him away. So they do grab him by the wrist at one point. But that's because he keeps grabbing for this iPad that he's they got now a lot have of back. narcissistic tendencies built right into his psyche, yeah. doesn't he, this guy? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it's all about him being attacked Mm -hmm. when he's the one who attacked them. And the whole planet. Clearly. Well, right. (laughs) Uh, So here's the wrap up. What is going on here? You cannot just record people like that. Come on. It's not okay. Come on. It's not okay. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. There are a lot of people, Joe, aren't there, who lose their minds when a camera shows up in public, aren't there? We have Joe? Do we lose you? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I had to unmute it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it makes the camera makes rats scatter. That's mm. what we like to say. 
Um, so it, it's uh, it's a great tool to reveal truth, and you know people just are not used to it. You know he hides in uh, shadows. He he talks in private. He doesn't even know what it's like. You know in the real world. So, yeah, we've seen this know. so many times where, and, and it's not even necessarily like government scumbags or this Pfizer scumbag or whatever. There's just a certain type of person who, if you got a camera in public, they will like come at you. Yep. And then they will yell at you for recording them, even though you weren't even necessarily recording them. You're just like in the park recording something else and they just happen to be in the shot or whatever. And they'll just make a beeline straight up to you, and then they'll say, "Get the camera out of my face," even though it's they walked. Ego up revealer. You yeah, know? yeah. Even though they walked right up to you, <laughs> it's like, well, you came up and got in my face, and then started yelling at me to get the camera out of your face. And the the funny part about it is, there's always immediate proof of it because you got it's the footage. On camera. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, you have to wonder why people are like that. I mean, do they think that the camera's going to steal their soul or something like that? Why are people so crazy about Well, even cameras? the Amish don't freak out when you, you know, take video Is of them right? driving their carts by. They don't stop and say, take your, you know, take your Satan's eyeball off of me or anything. You know, <laughs> they just keep going. All right, so here's the remainder of uh, the Project Veritas confrontation. Come on. We're, we're in New York City. This is remarkable what you just witnessed here. He's finally uh, outside. Restaurant. They finally opened the doors. Come on, guys. Where's the Where's the car? Where's the vehicle? Keep walking. Come on. This is insane. You just witnessed one of the most remarkable interactions ever. Do we have the iPad? So we're getting into the vehicle now. Where's our car? All right. So in this scene, there's there's text on the screen describing what is uh, is going on. So James O'Keefe and most of his crew have left. They were finally let out of the the building. They took off. They didn't wait for the cops to show up, which would have been more interesting had they waited for the cops to show up. Cops do show up, and the Veritas uh, crew did leave one of their crew members behind to observe and possibly talk to the police about what, what went on. The text on the screen during this scene says, Walker, that's the Pfizer guy, Desperately tried to stop a car he believed was crewed by Veritas. So just some random SUV happens to be leaving uh, the scene at this point. And the guy runs out into the streets to try to prevent this car from leaving whatever this area of New York City was. He puts his arms out to the side, literally stands in front of some car, trying to determine whether or not it's actually the Project Veritas people. So once again, trying to like detain people wrongfully. This is nuts. Yeah, this yeah. is tri- he's tripling down. Sure is. <laughs> so then uh, the police finally he's show charging up. Charging the guy, charging, charging, charging. I can't make an arrest at this point if you don't have the, the victim right here. Okay. If he was here, you'd arrest that guy? If he was here, yes. Oh, then we could just walk away then. Not worry about it. If, as, if that's what you guys want to do, then yes. And that's the end of the video. So uh, basically the Veritas guy shows the cops the footage that he got. Shows the conflict inside what this uh, Pfizer executive did. And says, uh, you would have arrested him if James O'Keefe were still here, or the other guy, maybe it was the guy in the, that had the iPad that was snatched away from. If one of those guys were still here, then they could say, uh, yeah, I want you to arrest him. But otherwise, just based on the footage, they weren't willing to, mm. uh, to do that. So that's your story. 
from uh, Project Veritas. Amazing. Really yeah, they amazing. do great work. Yeah. Kudos to them for that. Uh, you know, maybe they're a little bit on the conservative side of things, but they're still doing good work getting the truth out about some of this just crazy stuff behind the scenes, the attitudes of the people at these uh, these mega tech and mega medicine And they must do their homework on who people are. Like, they must have known who this guy was. Who's they? The Project Veritas must have known who this oh yeah who this who this dude was before they even you know I mean Joe has said that maybe they just had their dating app turned on for local and just right. I, wonder, I wonder if they just grabbed anybody who was working at Pfizer and just happened to catch a big fish I wouldn't be surprised if the guy even put it as like profile oh I work for Pfizer <laughs> yeah you have to wonder about that I mean that we kind of did Focus on how this could possibly happen in the very beginning of the show. And, Joey, you pointed out some of these apps, uh, some of these dating, quote-unquote, dating apps. You can turn a location de- you know, detection on, and then you know, it'll only respond to people who are nearby or only show your, your advertisement to people who are nearby or something like that. So, but, yeah, you still, you know, they still would have to figure out that he was a Pfizer guy. I mean, it's just filtering that information does seem like a real challenge, but they're apparently quite good at it because they keep managing to get these Twitter executives and these Pfizer executives into these compromising situations that are always the same. It's always them getting on a date with uh, with one of the Project Veritas people. Now, what may end up happening out of this, because uh, Jordan Walker, the Pfizer guy in this video, he does get his own video. Remember, he takes the, the camera from the manager at the restaurant and is getting video. So, He's got the face of the guy he went on the date with, and so maybe he will release that that imagery. Maybe that that guy's undercover status is screwed uh, at this point. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like the pool of people of bad guys to select from is so it's huge. Wide. Yeah, you know, it's like they could go after anybody and probably remain anonymous with the same exact undercover guy every single time. That's a good point. You know, and, and most of the time, these guys, even if they're aware of these undercover operations, they don't even know the name of Project Veritas. Right. And and a lot of times people don't look the same in public when they as they do when you see them on a YouTube video. That's true. You know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, guys. So any other comments on this uh, on this situation? It's phenomenal. It's pretty crazy. Keep up the good work, Project Veritas. Yeah. Keep that, This is just hilarious. I think uh, Pfizer's done. No, With this information going no out. way, no way. Come on, guys, You'll too big to fail. I I appreciate your optimism. I mean, Joe, you are one of you're definitely one of the most optimistic uh, hosts on Free Talk Live. But there's like there's no chance that I mean there's no chance that Pfizer's going to go down. There's already some post. I think it was actually one of the camera guys from Project Veritas. He uh, he retweeted one of these politicians blathering about how Pfizer deserves. You know, oh he's we're going to well, show Pfizer. No, they're not. Well, you know why Pfizer's never going to go down? Viagra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of their products. Isn't Way to it? go, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> caught me. He caught me on that one. <laughs> Oh uh, boy! I'm sure they have an indus- uh, a hand in the industry of seed oils and soy. Here's the uh, <laughs> so they can push their product. Here is the quote. Okay, this is actually tweeted by Project Veritas an hour ago. Breaking: Senator Marco Rubio sends letter to Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla. Quote: If the claims detailed in the Veritas video are true. 
Pfizer has put its desire for profit over the concern of national and global health and must hold itself accountable. <laughs> that is like that is not even saying anything. That he's he's literally saying Pfizer must hold itself yep. accountable. We're not going to do anything to you. We, the government, we, the regulators, we, you know, those who control yeah, Marco the Marco Rubio, right? Yeah, Marco he's a, he's a right winger. He's a senator. Yeah. So tough talk, but not even that tough. Yep. He's not even threatening them with anything. He's a weenie. Yeah. But he's yet, but yet Project Veritas is sharing it as though it actually means something. It I'd doesn't. like to know what Senator Rand Paul has to say about something mm, like that, though. Yeah. He's usually a little more pointed, especially being a medical doctor. He tends to get like he went after Fauci pretty he went over Fauci with a hot rake. He did, but I mean, Fauci retired. Yeah, right. So it's like it's not like anything happened to him. Right. He's sitting pretty, and now some other scumbag's going to replace him. Mm-hmm. Whoever his right hand man was. Yeah, I heard he was selected. Whoever that person is has been selected. Was. Of course. Uh, let's go to the phones here. I think we have a Bonnie. Bonnie, is this you? Hi. Yeah, this is Bonnie. I just want to say this is definitely the most fascinating of all the Project Veritas uh, reveal things they've done. And my other thought about it is, does a person who was lying the whole time care enough about the video of them making up a bunch of lies to, like, grab the iPad and throw it on the ground? Mm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, because for for listeners just tuning in, the Pfizer guy, his excuse for what he said in in the first video from Project Veritas was, oh, well, I was just telling lies like every guy does on a date to impress their date. It's like, why would you lie about those horrible things you were saying you were doing? That makes absolutely no sense. Now, Bonnie, you're saying, and if he was lying, then why is he freaking out and trying to destroy the evidence? It's like, it makes no sense. I could see him freaking out about getting recorded and being like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, they're going to prove I was lying. But that Mm -hmm. would be a much less big freak out than... You know, yeah. trying to destroy the iPad. And That's stuff. like a and new type of brag. You you may have heard of the the humble, humble brag, brag before, but have you heard of the Hitler brag? <laughs> no. Oh, oh you want to take over the world? That's so hot. <laughs> Kill a whole bunch of people in the process. The other thing I have to say is it's just not shocking to me at all, considering the guy who founded Merck, the American pharmaceutical company. I I think his last name was Merck. Uh, back in like the forties, he said his dream was to be able to sell drugs to healthy people. Wow. Meaning just get somebody on their medication, even though they're healthy for the rest of their lives, basically. Right. Yeah. And basically they've already gone beyond that. I mean, even I was pretty sure of this even before um, this interview with this Pfizer guy, they've already gone beyond that. And now they create disease in healthy people via like seed oils and margarine and stuff Mm. like that. That's all. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. What do you guys think about this uh, seed oils thing? You guys know anything about it? I don't, but Nikki will go off on, mm-hmm. on a tangent about it that can be a fairly long tangent. I mean, there's people out there who've studied it. Maybe one of the callers, somebody can call in and tell us what their, their take is on the seed oils thing. But, you know, just from a logical perspective... Human beings are seed eaters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our physiologies are evolved to eat seeds and things, you know, nuts and whatever, you know, hunting and foraging you're going to get. You're going to get seeds. Um, Seeds can be a good thing to eat. However, 
the amount of those oils present in eating a teaspoon of seeds very is very small. Very, very tiny. You have to press a lot of those seeds. You're gonna to get press oil a out. lot of that. If you're gonna you know, eating a tablespoon of seeds is not eating a tablespoon of the oils from the seeds. Right. I would imagine there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I I could see that there could be some you know, there could be some truth to how bad that could be for you. What do you think about it, Joe? Have you heard anything about the seed oil uh, controversy? Yeah, mostly in a joking way and memes and stuff like that. But um, I guess it's not good for like, you know, testosterone building mm-hmm. and other type of, uh, you know, health issues that we're not used to it, I guess. Our body, like the human body is not used to certain oils. It's concentrations. Like the more you process anything, it's probably too concentrated for you to consume a lot of it. Yeah, uh, it hadn't been something that was really presented to me until Bonnie started, I guess, researching it, and uh, she says there's some really bad stuff going on with the seed oils. I can't explain any of it, but <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you this: with with Nikki, um, you can see a change in you can see a change in her health when really? she cuts them out. Definitely, huh? Yep. So she's cut them out. Is that yeah? That's what's happened. Yeah, okay. she's been not only that. I think she's been happier too. To be wow. honest with you, you can ask her about it when, on her night, but I. It's a challenge. There's, it is a challenge. It's in everything. So it's everywhere. Much, it's in everything. It's so much stuff. There's corn oil and canola oil and safflower oil and sunflower yep. oil yep. and you know literally you you just can't escape it. I don't see. You look hard enough. You, you you'll find one. You'll find like you know your corn chips or something like that. I know corn's not really good for you, but you'll you'll find like you know the product at a store typically that won't have it. You gotta really look. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, we got more coming up here. You can join the show on the way with uh, Ian, Matt, and Joa here on Free Talk Live. M&M's. They're getting rid of their spokes candies after much controversy, apparently. Who knew? Who knew that? And also, A&W's bear is putting on pants now as a response to the M&M's. What? Yes, the, a- right. the A&W bear has never worn pants, and now they have them wearing jeans. <laughs> you have to tell me about that one coming <laughs> up here. Uh, more on the way. Hour three's next. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can join the show here and you can bring up absolutely anything as we kick off the third hour. The number for you, it's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Lots of stuff that uh, we can talk about here. Of course, your phone calls and thoughts are certainly welcome. We've been, for most of the show, been discussing the crazy new video uh, from well, from Project Veritas outing a Pfizer executive for just being a sicko, uh, not concerned with human life at all, and nope. not empathetic, and doing some crazy stuff uh, scientifically, like possibly uh, they're saying they're considering mutating the COVID in order to create new strains, in order to make a bunch of money selling new vaccines, which shouldn't surprise some of the more conspiracy-minded people Mm -hmm. out there. That's probably just solidified all of those people 100% and then brought a whole bunch of other people who were kind of sitting the fence on it. Uh, By the way, tonight, it is Ian. And Matt. And And Joe. Joe. 
Indeed. All right. So we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts here, and then uh, we'll get into the M and M's controversy. It's uh, we talked about it a few several <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, my mouth, on. my mouth is watering already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but M and M's is going to get rid of their mascots. Apparently, we'll talk about it coming up here. Uh, but first, your phone calls and thoughts. We're going first to Joe. Is in Maryland. Joe, go ahead. Hi, Ian. Hi, Matt. Hi, Joe. Welcome. How sir. are you? All righty. Hey, you guys are in my prayers always. Thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, uh, that Project Veritas thing with that uh, dude from Pfizer. Yeah. If they're evolving the virus so they can put, make antibodies, uh, uh, what are they called again? Give you shots to uh, fight it off or something. Yeah. Well, one, the virus isn't there. Two, they would have to release that virus for the people to get infected to have to take the shots. Now, have, have you thought about that? Yeah. That's what he was saying, basically, in this uh, undercover Sounds like interview. a flu shot. Right. They would have to re- release that virus and put another plague on the world. Kill to- people. Mm-hmm. Right, and hey, you got to break like a few said, eggs to make an omelet, right? Uh, yeah. Why don't we break the people who work at Pfizer's? Eggs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many of them, by also, the way, are taking the vaccine? I would be curious to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, with the uh, seed oil and stuff like that, I think what the seed oil does it gives you too many omega six uh, vitamins there, and what that does is it kind of like uh, cancels out the uh, omega-3s and the omega-9s, and it's a bit of a strain on your heart. Hmm. Also, the plants, their seeds uh, mainly are poisonous. That's to deter animals from, you know, eating them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that could be another reason why, you know, certain seed oils are bad for you. Sure, that actually makes a lot of sense. Very good, Joe. And, you know, it's uh, pretty rotten what I'm thinking about with that Project Veritas to be given an A-plus for what they did. Yeah, instead they got their offices raided last year in 2021, I think it was. November That's right. of 2021, the federal government, the FBI, raided multiple uh, of their employees, and I believe also James O'Keefe ended up getting uh, getting raided as well, and they they didn't arrest anyone. They just confiscated laptops and cell phones and things like that. Yeah, wasn't that over the the Biden? Yep, that's the, right. The Hunter Diary, the uh, Ashley Biden's Diary. Oh, Ashley Biden's yeah. Diary. That's yeah, right. That's that oh, we about. don't want to forget about Ashley Biden's Diary. That was an intriguing story. Yeah. So they, well, uh, you know, the people from Project Veritas are doing a great job when the government's raiding them. Hundred percent. Yep. Yep. That's a good indicator. These, that these you're days, if the FBI is kicking in your door, it probably means you're an A plus star human being. <laughs> I have to say, though, uh, Project Veritas, they need to stop using Apple. My God. Like, if they don't want Mm. their stuff to be seen, they need to, like, use something a little more secure, right? I don't know. I don't know how uh, secure or insecure Apple is. I know that the FBI did get upset at them several years ago when it was, uh, you know, it was a California, one of those shootings. They wanted the, the FBI wanted to get into the Apple iPhone of the alleged shooter back then. I think it was... San Bernardino, if you remember that one, mm. 
It yeah. was like a government guy that shot up a government office yeah, or something. Yeah, but Apple wouldn't let them Apple in. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, well, they said that we can't, right? Like, it's encrypted. Sorry, you know, can't get you in. Uh, but that's. But then again, they've also been working with the government in, uh, in other ways. So yeah. you never really know. Sometimes these companies yeah. seem like they're putting their foot down and they're standing up for privacy. And then the next moment, they're turning over all the info they got. So it's... It's hard to say. Yeah, and don't ever forget who bit the first apple and who talked him into it. Thank you, Joe, for the call tonight. I appreciate right, thanks, it, man. Guys. Let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Major. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you about five cops that just got charged. I think this just popped today. But right quick, I want to jump on this A&W bear business. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to put pants on the bear. Now, if they actually got a live mascot, I want to meet the man whose job it is to put pants, pants on, on the bear. Pants on the bear. <laughs> Well, you know what? I've seen some of these videos from Russia with bears involving bears and like people doing things to bears. And these bears, I don't know if they're trained or they're just, they get along better with people in Russia. But there's one video of a guy like uh, brushing a bear's teeth and the bear's just kind of letting him do it. And then there's another one with this hot chick that's uh, like dancing in front of a, like a real bear. Like these aren't guys in bear outfits or whatever. They're real bears and they just seem to be pretty mellow. I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah, but there's a place in New Hampshire, um, uh, Clark's Bears. They train bears. I mean, oh, it's not really okay. that uncommon, I guess. Yeah, I guess you can do yeah. that. When they when they catch them as cubs, they can become pretty docile. And I know they're smart because their their closest relation is the pigs. Mm-hmm. Pigs are damn smart. I believe. But it. anyway, Smokey the Bear, to my knowledge, has always had pants on. I got a little. Uh, you remember them bottles of bubble bath they used to sell? My yeah. grandma one of Smokey the Bear, and mm-hmm. he's got pants on, and I think it was in the 70s. Yeah, sure. I mean, isn't he dressed as like a forest ranger or something like that, typically? He's just got a pair of jeans on and a hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Smokey the Bear, though. That's not Rudy the Bear. No, not Rudy. Smokey. Rudy no, is the character from A&W? Yeah, the A&W bear is Rudy. Ru- R-O-O-T? Rudy, Rudy the Root Bear. As in R-O-O-T? Yep. Rudy? Okay. Major, anything else? Well, I don't I guess maybe A&W stands for all wore out. He didn't handle pants no more. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call tonight. (laughs) The number, if you want to join us here, at 603-283-6160. All right, so we want to get into this A&W because apparently it's a response. uh, What A&W is doing with their mascot, responding to M&Ms. We had discussed the M&M controversy recently involving their quote-unquote spokes candies. There was some controversy over I don't even remember. It was so insignificant. We like we talked about it, but I don't even remember what it was at this point. I don't remember if it was because one of them was a female or if there's a gay remember. one it, now. It was or, stupid. Or whatever. Oh it was God, just so, so dumb. dumb. Uh, but RT's got an update here. Parent company Mars is now putting the sugary mascots on hold amid criticism over changes to their appearance. Oh, I remember what it was. They had come out with a special bag. Of female only M and M's. What? That was the problem. Who cares? That was what the that was the most recent controversy. I guess they've had other controversies over uh, the M and M's because I think the first one was oh you only have male spokes candies, so they made female spokes candies. Well, they always had the one the one girl. The the green one was a chick, right? I don't think so. I think back in the day it was just two. Oh really? Remember they had two males voiced by oh. comedians. Oh, this might have been like the late nineties yeah. or, or something like that. Um, and I then can't they believe ex- we're talking about this. I know, right? <laughs> well, I, I think I think Eminem's racist because they got rid of the tan ones. Tan? They had tan. You mean yeah, brown? Tan. You're talking about brown? No, there was brown and there was tan. 
They got rid is of tan like a lighter color of brown. Yes, yep, and they they, huh. they got rid of tan and they brought back red. No and they originally got when, rid of red because red was causing cancer, and they they wanted to get rid of <laughs> the, the color. You mean the yeah, coloring? The, the coloring. Go ahead, Joe. Did Did you hear about the the Skittles? How they did like a pride version of their Skittles? And yes. do you know what color the Skittles were? Gray. They were like white. Yeah, they sucked all the color out for quote unquote Pride Month. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why would they do that? It's bizarre. I because don't know. They should have capitalized on what they had and not spent an extra cent. It was for White Pride Month. No, oh my wasn't. god. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bizarre it's a bizarre decision to make. And and ultimately what they ended up doing with the M and M's recently is they came out with a quote unquote collector's edition. You know, for all the people that need to collect candies and put them on a shelf or something. Uh, Foolishness. Of, of women's the only reason only, people buy it nowadays. Of women's only uh, uh, candies. And that's just because they arbitrarily decided to put like eyeshadow or whatever on some of, their, <laughs> <laughs> some of these uh, animated candies. And then you they... Know what, you know what, they, they, all they wanted was uh, people, maybe like us, to give it a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, they're making a few more sales because, oh, I got this candy that doesn't represent men or women anymore and whatever. Well, right. But that's it's the bizarre thing about these choices by these uh, woke companies is like you know you're gonna piss some people off with this. Like you're gonna make some people happy. Oh yeah, we're celebrating women, and then you know you're gonna make some people mad about it because like why is this necessary? This is stupid. Why do you have to desperate. take political positions? It's kind of desperate, in my opinion. No, it's not desperate. I mean, M and M's Mars is a huge company. I mean, these guys are rolling in dough. They're one of the most popular candy companies on the face of the planet. Uh, they don't. You know, they don't need to make a desperate move for revenue. It's a wokeism thing. It's like we're we're woke. Mm-hmm. We're signaling to the, look at how up to date we are on yeah. the latest thing. It's probably part of the World <laughs> Economic Forum's plot to you know take away everything that everybody owns. So when you're turning Dean Freeman into a conspiracy theorist, you're probably doing something really really bad. <laughs> well, I'm not one of their customers either way. I'm not buying M and M's. Regardless, but here's the update on the story. So from RT.com, where sadly you have to go to get real news, uh, global confectionery giant Mars announced Monday it will stop using so-called spokes candies in their advertising campaigns. According to the company's statement, the brand's iconic cartoon candy representatives introduced back in the, wow, in the 50s. I figured it was in the 1990s. I did not uh, realize they were that old have been stirring unwelcome controversy, and it was decided to let them go. Eminem's Twitter account <laughs> said this, quote, In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think <laughs> it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing. Therefore, we've decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies, according to their statement on their Twitter account. And it's just a statement here as to how sad and how uninteresting people's lives are that they are debating or arguing with one another over the gender of an M&M spokes candy on the internet. I want to read the M and M's one, and then I want to read the A and W one. This is you talking about like press releases, yeah, or something? Yeah, it's like it's like a little it's like a little marketing piece. If you look at it this way, the A and W one looks very similar to All right, this. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. And they sound the same. 
Ameri- it's, and this, is this verified actually coming from Eminem? This is Eminem's one, yeah. This okay. Is, this is America, let's talk. It's got all the Eminems at the bottom, all the different colors. Mm-hmm. You know, all the characters. And it says, uh, America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice. We definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But that's now what we, I just that's read. That's what you just read. Yeah, therefore, we've decided to take indefinite pause in the spokes candies and blah, blah, blah. The A&W one, America, let's talk. Since, <laughs> since 1963, Rudy the, Rudy the Great Root Bear has been our beloved spokes bear. We know pe- we knew people would notice because he's literally a six foot tall bear wearing an orange sweater. <laughs> but now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. Therefore, we have decided that Rudy will wear jeans going forward. Not to worry, though. He will remain our official spokes bear. After all, he's an he's an unbearably cute and impossibly impossible to re- impossible to be re- to replace. We are confident Rudy will continue to champion good food and good times for many years to come. Now in denim, do they actually have an image of him? Oh yeah, in, they got him wearing pants. Denim. Okay, he's wearing yeah, his. There he is. His pants. There he is. No more offensive. May I suggest putting pants on uh, coconut. <laughs> I don't think he'd like that. He's not that kind of guy. Yeah, he doesn't even want to wear shoes. He's such a cretin. Yeah. Uh, now A and W doesn't have in my at least when I was growing up. I remember there was an A and W at the mall mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, we had a drive-through, like a drive-in, where they come out with the roller skates and all that. I gotta say, I don't have much brand familiarity. Like, I know they exist, I know they do root beer, and I, you know, I know they had a restaurant at the mall, but like, they don't have the same kind of presence. Nah, not that as M&Ms. M&M does. No. You know, I, I suspect they don't have a fraction of the revenue. But I think they're doing a good thing by firing back. This at is M&Ms. smart. It's, it's a good yeah. move on their part. This is smart marketing. It's getting people to talk about mm-hmm. it. And uh, now they're not going to offend anybody with the denim version of their bear, which, of course, they're kidding, right? This uh, is, yeah, you know, definitely. last definitely. two days. They're, they're just capitalizing. Gonna, but, yeah, they're going to flip it back. But I'll tell you, just, just in defense of A&W, A&W root beer from the A&W shop is always delicious. From the sh- from their store, you mean? Yep. If you get it from the A&W fountain, A&W root beer is hmm. really good root beer. So they used to have like girls on- I like on- getting it from the girls on the roller skates. Yeah. Was that a thing where you grew up too, Joe? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, maybe it's like a maybe it was more New England or something like that. Because I'm from upstate that. New York. That was yeah. in, that was in Cortland, New York. Okay. You go to the NW in Cortland. They didn't have. It's I mean, funny. We had a we had a Sonic that they uh, some of the staff did the roller skating, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the A and W uh, everyone there did the roller skating. They were nice. like right near each other. Yeah, that's a nice touch, you know, like to have people doing that. It's, yeah, the car it's hops, it's throwing so cool. it back to the old days and. So on. Uh, so here's more about what's going on with Eminem. They uh, the news comes after they made several changes to their customary candy mascots and its ad campaign. In January of 2022, some of the candy characters received makeovers to become more appealing to young consumers, including the female Green, who saw her high heeled boots exchanged for sneakers. The move was widely criticized online. In September of 2022, M&M's added a new female character, a purple candy, to its mascot ranks to personify. Oh my God! I can't believe I'm. I can't believe I'm reading this to personify body positivity and self acceptance. Was it a big fat purple one? I, I you presume. Know, you know, grimace from McDonald's is a big was fat, fat and you purple. Know, maybe maybe uh, McDonald's needs to sue M&M's over this. Was the Eminem scene Aretha Franklin's uh, natural woman? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't see any of this. I don't, you know, see these advertisements, but it's just like, 
Wow. I mean, th- this is straight up wokeism, right? Like, okay, we're going to introduce a fat M&M so people can feel better about being fat. Who are the who are leading these companies? It's their target audience. It I, is. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, I'm, I, you know, I can't, I can't imagine, like, I don't think the woke crowd are big spenders to begin with. I don't think they are the future of America. Mm-hmm. I don't think most yeah, of them are. What percentage of the population is, a is that woke? To where this is like, okay, I'm going to go buy tw- uh, M&M's now. Literally everybody I know is annoyed by them. Well, sure, but we run in different circles than the woke people, Maybe, right? Yeah. I mean, there, you, you, there, there are some out there, but it's like, I don't think, speaking in terms of just population of consumers, I don't think the ones that are spending money are going to, I don't think it's worth well, running entire them, ad campaigns about it. This whole uh, pullback by M&M is the acknowledgement of that. This is M&M publicly acknowledging, without saying these words, this is them saying, oh crap, we went too far with this wokeism stuff. We pissed off too many of our fans. We're seeing our numbers dropping. Our numbers are sales. You know, you do an advertising campaign, you expect sales are going to pick up. Yeah. Sales must not have been picking yeah, up after way overplaying these moves. that hand. Everybody's way overplaying that yeah. hand. So that's the whole point here. That's why they're doing this. Uh, and it's because people are pushing back against it. Earlier, The, the this only w- good thing that came out of Eminem was uh, mom's spaghetti. I don't get it. <laughs> How's that? Come on, come on! It, it's a it's a pun on Eminem, the rapper, and Mom's Spaghetti. Oh, is that a song oh. of his? Is, <laughs> is that like part of his lyrics or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Okay, got it. You know, you know I, I'll, I'll say I like Eminem's. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm a candy holic. I'm a t- absolute sugar addict. Anybody who knows me would tell you that. Um, I'm just not a chocolate guy. I am. I don't care. It's got it's it's got sugar in it. I'm in, and M and M's are good. I mean, even as kids, my brother and I were Matt and Mike. Mm-hmm. My dad was in a demo derby. He painted his car big and brown, mm-hmm. and he put M M&M and M on the side for me. Look, look like oh, a big I bag see. of M and M's from you. But we've been a fan of fan of M and M's forever. Sense. And I'll tell you what, the caramel M and M's are awesome. And uh, peanut butter ones were good, if I recall. Oh, peanut like butter M and M's are so good. Yeah. Mm, baby yeah it's like (laughs) you have a good product people will buy your product that's all you need you're a timeless product to boot like you're like coca-cola you're pepsi-cola everybody's always gonna know that logo you will always have a market don't screw it up right that's the thing doing this stupid wokeism right the only thing you can do is is like you say screw things up you can take a great product with a great history and then start associating it with all this political stuff and there's Mm -hmm. no there's no reason to do do that totally not and also, i want to i want to go buy a and w root beer now you could also um you know as like a owner of a store and you don't like a, what a product is doing uh you know politically or whatever you could just stop selling it yeah you know? that's yeah, true yeah, yeah. That's, that's always true. a possibility too you yeah know, and an you, you gotta wonder if that's been a factor here you know maybe that's one of the other numbers they're looking at not just overall sales but we lost some store locations yeah that's gonna cut into losing sales, carriers right the campaign probably not like the big chains, but no, of course not. But you know, if there's a small uh, convenience store chain or yeah, something, pennies like add that, up. Stops right. Uh, earlier this month, the brand launched a new campaign dedicated to women. This is the one I was telling you about. We discussed here, which is why I'm, which is why I'm covering this because it's a follow up. Uh, dis- uh, dubbed "Flipping the Status Quo," complete with a package featuring only female spokes candies. And the whole thing was the gimmick was the image on the package was upside down. 
It was only female, quote-unquote, female spokes candies. The image is upside down, and it's so-called flipping the status quo. Absolutely meaningless, pandering nonsense. The campaign aimed to raise money, they said, to support women working in creative industries. However, it drew the attention of Tucker Carlson, who dedicated an entire program to the company's ad characters, slamming their sexual orientation. <laughs> sexual orientations? These are M&Ms. <laughs> it almost didn't merit a response from somebody like him. <laughs> no, it's just so ridiculous. Uh, the program was cut into clips that went viral online with many mo- mocking Carlson, but M&M's apparently took the publicity badly. However, the decision to let the spokescandies go may lead to greater controversy. The tweet announcing their layoff had some 20,000 comments at the time of the article's publication, with many criticizing M&M's for letting the candies go under pressure from, quote, sexist and racist, unquote. <laughs> some, however, ridiculed the entire controversy over the appearance of the cartoon characters. It just goes to show... You can never make everybody happy, number one. Yeah. So they shouldn't have tried to pick one group in the first place. Now, they tried pandering to the woke crowd, but now that they're firing the spokes candies, now the woke crowd's mad at them over this. All you had to do was just never go that direction in the first place. Yep. Uh, There's more coming up here. Or just forget about all the fluff and pop one down and enjoy it. There's more on the way. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. we got time for you. All you're going to do is dial in at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Matt, and Joa here tonight. You can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com. And if you want to help us out, as Alex Genop has done, uh, you can join our AMPS program at amps.freetalklive.com amps stands for advertise market promote and support if you like what we do here and you can afford five bucks a month to help us out that's what alex is doing it makes a big difference more people doing that really uh, can help us continue this program and maybe continue it without any uh, pesky advertising into the future we have currently no actual paying advertisers on free talk live and i would be all right keeping it that way uh, as long as we can get all the bills paid. So if you want to help us do that, help us continue this mission of spreading the ideas of liberty and peace and freedom, cryptocurrency, all the stuff that we talk about here regularly on over 180 great radio stations and maybe more in the future, uh, then help us out at amps.freetalklive.com. That's A-M-P-S dot freetalklive.com. Thank you to the over 120, I think, people now. We had a, a big jump in the last couple of mm. weeks. So thank you to everybody who signed That's up. Great. A lot of old school amplifiers, people who had previously canceled for you know financial reasons in the past, they've come back, uh, and some new people as well that we've never uh, never heard from before. So thank you guys. amps.freetalklive.com. To the phones, to the phone. Sarah is in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. There's a, we have a session right now, and then there's a chemical castration bill as being floating around. Um, they really want to vote on this. And so, what is that? What Describe what chemical castration is. Yeah, that's the first time I heard about it, too. So if you are um, in there for sex uh, sex offense, if you're mm-hmm. a sex molester or something, 
so that if you choose to get on this medication to decrease your sex drive, they could let you out of jail. So then you, mm. with a, when, you, when your sex drive is almost gone, you're not going to, you know, commit that sex crime. But if you get off, you get off and you stop taking the medication, mm-hmm. you'll be charged with a first, fourth degree felony or something like that. Wow. You know what? I, I got to say something. This kind of really reminds me of like um, the Middle East where you steal something. Guess what? Cut your hand They'll off. Cut, they cut your hands off and you're free. Well, that would be like actual castration, uh, surgical castration. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. I know. It's still the principle of the fact like they're destroying a part of your body. Yeah, I'm looking here at the Wikipedia story, and according to this, it is anaphrodisiac drugs. So as opposed to an aphrodisiac, anaphrodisiac, uh, drugs that do the opposite of an, of an aphrodisiac, that uh, these reduce your libido. And sexual activity, according to the story here, they say that the chemical castration is generally reversible when treatment is discontinued. So is the idea that these uh, people are sentenced to a certain number of years of chemical castration, or is it a lifetime? Well, um, that's the, I guess the, they work all of that out. Like, if you say, I want uh, I want the castration, instead of doing five years of all your sentences... Mm. They might let you off after doing three years if you choose that. If you choose that, and you're supposed to start on it like a month before to get it soaked into your system, and you have to stay on it. But once you stop taking it, that's they could put you back in jail for fourth degree felony. So I think that's the way out for people to get to shorten their sentence instead of doing the full time for a sex offense. That this is the route to shorten their sentence. I think. Yeah, I think that sounds so kind I, of like cruel know. and unusual punishment. Well, but you, do you want to be punished sitting in jail, or do you want to? Take well, you got to think there might be there might be side effects of that drug that we don't know about. You might be mm-hmm. giving people cancer. Well, you you can have cancer, or you can sit in jail. Mm-hmm. What if they rephrase? What if they rephrased it like that? Like God, I don't know. I'd almost rather sit in jail than have cancer. But, you know, some people, some people are already screwed up doing drugs, drinking, and smoking, and all that. They don't care about their life. That's true. So That's true. Yeah. There are some people who would say, yeah, I'll take the cancer over the jail. Absolutely. There are people that would do that. Uh, but according to the story here, I just found at Fox News about New Mexico considering this bill that you're referring to, uh, Sarah, it does say the treatment would continue until a court determines that it is no longer necessary. So there's no end date, per se, on when these people would have to stop taking the chemical ter- castration. It could be for the rest of their lives. could be for two years. I don't know. It's, uh, it's indeterminate. It's up to the judge in the case. Well, it depends on how well you, again, your track record. But if you've been on it for two years and you never get any reports about you don't have any problems, you don't bother anybody, you don't, show your ding-dongs on the computer on your phone or doing something stupid like that, and like a lot of these people have done, uh-huh. um, as long as you don't get yourself in trouble, yeah, they, they'll give you like a lee- leeway for you to get off of it and prove yourself. And if you, if you get off the medication and you stay on good behavior for a year, they'll probably get you off of it altogether. I, you know, so is this something – it sounds like you're supporting this. It sounds like you think this is a good plan. Well, you know something? I mean – the thing is that um, I, I really do think it's a plan. Instead of you rotting yourself in jail, you have mm-hmm. an option. You have another alternative, what you want to 
you know, I mean, how you want to compromise or sacrifice yourself, like I said, compromise your health a little bit uh, on these medications to get to be let out of jail. So you could have yeah, I mean, freedom. as long I mean, as it is a voluntary option, it's not as offensive to me as if it's like, okay, well, here's your punishment. You're going to have to take Sarah, these chemicals. Um, so Sarah, I'm, think. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, Sarah, think about the um, you know the negative side of this. Of uh, this may incentivize people to go commit a sex act knowing that they can just get out of jail by taking a pill or whatever it is. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, that I, could I be know, too. I think they, don't they make you do like half the sentence in jail and then after so many years, they after you do half of it, they give you an option later. Okay, now if you want to finish the rest of the, uh, you know, year and a half or less. less Maybe it may years, just all be in the way. judge's hands. And of course, this is just a bill at this point. It hasn't been passed. Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, you bring up an interesting point, Joe. And then another question is, if the, you know, whatever the sentences are, let's say this is, you know, for somebody that commits a rape or something like that, uh, sentence for that's probably pretty harsh generally, but not always. You know, may, may only be a few years uh, behind bars. Let's say that once this chemical castration bill comes into play, then judges start sentencing harsher for the the rapes that they you know if they would only sentence five years before they're going to sentence 10 or 15 now and then they offer the chemical castration as the incentive to take the lower sentence so we may end up seeing even harsher sentences coming in just to try to encourage these guys to quote unquote voluntarily take this because like you know saying anything that is voluntary under the threat of the government isn't really voluntary so like there's different ways to to look at this Mm -hmm. I'm sure Pfizer is sending a lobbyist down to testify. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. Right. Who makes these You know things? what? Guess who just got a new job at Pfizer? The guy who just got fired from Pfizer for outing their uh, vaccine program. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so we were talking about products. I think we're pretty much done with the M&M story. It's, it's proof that this woke, Thank God. Uh, this woke nonsense coming from these companies is not a winning idea I, I, for some reason i don't think the message is going to get across to these companies anytime soon yeah but, maybe you're right uh but uh, you know what the only way you can get a message across to these people is to stop buying their products so if you're mm-hmm. sick and tired of uh the wokeism then just stop buying their candies if you need chocolate there's plenty of generic chocolates out there that you can buy you sure. know you don't have to buy the brand name there's plenty of companies that you will need sell candy you anyway the, stop yeah, eating yeah, stuff's really bad true. for you true. Well, plus they're saying that chocolate's now like got heavy metals in it do you hear about that no i did not but i would doubt it yeah there's some kind of tests that were done uh apparently the 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 claim that mark said and mark was like a chocolate addict and he stopped eating chocolate as a result of seeing this he says that apparently in the like the latin american countries where they're growing the cacao uh there's like leaded gasoline still and all that gets burned up and then the, the metals rain down essentially oh. onto the crops, mm. and you get a certain level of parts per million or whatever of uh, actual heavy metals in your chocolates. Like they so tested that, wait, all the major so you brands. Cut coffee out of South American purchases too. That or you know, uh, yeah, bananas. one of those metals in wait, coffee anything, too. Yeah, anything out of South America. That sounds crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how prevalent it is in other in other products. Or what? But yeah, that you bring up an interesting question. Why don't people look at the coffee? Why don't they check out the the bananas? Uh, speaking of bananas, David in New Mexico is on the line. Go ahead, David. Yeah, Ching Chong Wing Wong with the Ching Chong Ding Dong all over the internet. Those guys. Huh? Oh, <laughs> never mind. Was that and, a swear word? Uh, so let me see if I got this right. Um, so you 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 get castrated 
and then you get off. Doesn't that sounds backwards? Well, you can't get off after you're castrated. Well, Sarah just said if you get castrated, then you get off. I think, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she meant you get off Brought of the program. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I think it's entirely appropriate anyway. The, the M&M's thing, well, first of all, there's something, actually, second of all, there's something you, you completely forget that is like, uh, uh, I don't know what the, what the word for it is, but it's well-known thing, and you never bring it up about the M&M's, and I'll tell you in a second. Hmm. But I think it's entirely appropriate that the female the women's M&Ms, women only M&Ms or whatever, are upside down on their back. I think that's like entirely appropriate. <laughs> um, and, and so M&Ms, and let me get this right too. Did you say that M&Ms is going to slip you a big fat purple one? Uh, not is, quite. Is it, is, it shaped, is, it, is it shaped like an eggplant? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, man. I haven't seen these, uh, these products. Okay. Well, the, what, you, what you never bring up, is that forever and ever and ever the the you know the the green M M&M, and M the sexy lady M M&M and M that they're gonna take away her sexy uh, you know stripper boots and put her in sneakers? No, that's old news, dude. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting rid of the spokes candies, so called entirely. Apparently. Okay. Well, the green one, the the old urban le- the old urban legend, which everybody knew wasn't true. They just had fun with it. Is the green ones make you horny? Okay. Now I've never heard you that never one. Heard that? No. No. Oh, well, all, all of your listeners have. Everybody knows that one. I don't and, think anyone that, knew that one. Did, Joe, did you know that, that one? I did not know that. Yeah. Well, search it, on, search it on the internet. It'll pop up immediately. That's why, that's why the green one was the sexy one. The female woman, one? Is, hmm. Because the green ones make you horny. It's ridiculous. Then you've got to get chemically castrated to get off. <laughs> Thank you, David, for the call tonight. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that big circle of laughter. Yeah, it was, wasn't bad. <laughs> One of his better calls, I would say. Uh, All right. The number here, if you want to join us, uh, we got time for you. 603-283-6160. You know, since we're talking about products, uh, one of my favorite sites to to look at on occasion is uh, mouseprint.org. Mouseprint is a website. They update pretty much, it looks like, once a week. And uh, they're a consumer website, so they pay attention to, like, products and prices and, you know, bad deals and things like that. And one of the other things that they look at, and they've looked at over years that I've been uh, seeing this site, I've only known about it for, like, the last several years, but they uh, they do updates on downsizing, on shrinkflation, which is getting worse and worse. You're talking, like, taking potato chips out of the bag more yes, and more. Yes, yes. These are the guys that call this stuff out, and they've got an army of their readers, you know, going out to the grocery store. When they notice something gets cut back, they take pictures, they document it, they got the old bottle or whatever, the old uh, package, and then they got a picture of that, and then they so they prove their claims here. So here's here's the latest from Shrinkflation, which of course for listeners that aren't familiar with the terminology. When the money supply increases, we call that inflation, right? That's uh, one of the uh, – there's certain things that happen as a result of inflation. We know that prices tend to go up. Well, what happens in the retail food business is when you kind of build a relationship with a customer, right? Like the customer is buying A&W root beer or M&Ms or whatever, and they're used to getting a certain amount for a certain price. They're used to getting, you know, two-liter bottle of A&W for – Fill in the number, right? right? Two bucks or whatever it was, a buck, 
10 years ago, two bucks now or whatever these things cost. And these companies, they don't want to ruin the relationship. They want you to have brand loyalty. You can buy any old root beer, right. but you gotta. Bu- they want you to buy their root beer. And so when it's time to deal with the price, uh, the costs of making the product going up because of the inflation of the money supply, costs are going up at the wholesale level. So at some point, you have to do one of three things. Okay, you have to either raise the price, and you can do some of you can do more than one of the three things. You can do two of the three, or or all three of the three if you want to. But some combination of at least one of these three things, you can raise the price. You can cut the quality, so use cheaper ingredients, or you can cut the size. You can keep the price the same, and you can cut the size down. So that third one is called shrinkflation. It's when a product appears at a glance to be the same, but when you look at the details, like the amount of product in the actual container, that's when you reveal the truth of what's going on. I can imagine like idiocracy going over this and like, it says family sized, but then it's only like bite sized, but it's labeled family size. It's gotten that bad, dude. <laughs> there seriously are fam- so quote unquote family size packages that are literally the old size of the normal size packages now. Mm-hmm. That's they've they've shrunk all of that uh, crap down. So they are the ones. This uh, mouseprint.org. They go into it. So here's the latest from this week. Uh, they say this is a big one. The major brands of ice cream last did a major downsizing 15 years ago. So this has been going on. This isn't just a right. new thing. Uh, when Briars, Edie's, and others took a full cup out of their 56-ounce containers and made them 48 ounces. That's a huge drop. Yeah. Uh, did you ever notice it? In fact, it's funny you said that because I just recently noticed it when I went out to get a half gallon of ice cream. And when I got mm-hmm. there, I was like... This isn't a half a gallon of ice cream. This is how many, how many, how many ounces are in this? And I'm like, well, hmm, shrinkflation. Yeah. Uh, half- and it was funny you said Edie's because I was getting Edie's. Edie's makes the very best like mass market ice cream. You get their slow churn is amazing. The, uh, the half, what was it? Half, uh, half a gallon. What's that? 64 ounces. Right? Yep. Yeah. So 128 is for the, the gallon. And I noticed that you can't even like, I have an ice cream spade. You know the difference between a scoop and a spade, yeah. right? So the spade's the wider tool. Yeah, it's a big wide spoon scoop. thing. Yeah. You can't even barely fit the spade in these packages oh now. Oh my God. Right? It's that bad. They've, that tells you they've shrunk them down so much. Right. Well, it's not far enough because now a brand called Turkey Hill is knocking an additional two ounces out of their 48 ounce containers down to 46 ounces now. Well, it's terrible ice cream, first off. Don't buy it. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. But they just keep on whittling it down. So now it's uh, 1.44 quarts instead of 1.5 quarts. Uh, but instead of clearly marking the containers, they chose to use the odd number of 1.4 quarts. We asked the company's PR firm three times about the change, why they're making it, and whether they think the industry will follow suit. They didn't get a response but they did call their customer relations department and got some insight. The representative said because of the high cost of some ingredients, a decision was made to make the containers a little smaller rather than to tinker with the recipe. Mm. So they're trying to figure out a way to keep the price on the shelf the same. If it's $2.50 for 1.5 quarts, well, now it's $2.50 for 1.44 quarts. You know, I think ice cream in particular has a, an advantage that they could be taking that most of them aren't. They should be whipping 
their ice cream to put air into it and keep it in a half a gallon. Mm. They can still sell keep the same gallons. size, keep the same size, same flavor. Less. It might even turn out to be a little creamier because it's got air in it. Well, that's an idea. Maybe some of them are doing it. I don't. I don't know. Heavy and dense. The the Edie slow churn I was talking about. I don't know if that's what they did. That stuff is so creamy and delicious. That might actually be the case with what they're doing. For all I know. But Here's I, the other trick. So when they like. say they're talking about changing the recipe, they're, they're trying to avoid changing the recipe. Right. That means cutting back on the cream. Oh. That means cutting back on the expensive parts. Mm, yeah. Of making the ice cream. And here's what you want to look out for when you're in the ice cream section. Avoid. I mean, they might be good. You might like it. You might. Yeah. But if you're looking for ice cream. There's a different designation called frozen dairy dessert. No. It's not quite ice cream. Nope. It's sold right next to the ice cream. Yeah, that's bad. Briar, I've seen it with Briars. Really? I don't know who else has it. But like I think one of the Briars flavors of like cake or whatever cake flavor is Crickets. now a What's that? I'm saying they make their ice cream out of bugs. Crickets. I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> Give them a few years; they'll they'll figure something Coming out. Coming to a store near you uh, there, but uh, but yeah, look, be on the lookout if you buy something. It looks like ice cream; it's in the same container. It but makes it, me mad just to it hear doesn't that. Doesn't say ice cream on it. So it's like gelato. I'm just kidding. No, I think gelato. No, gelato's, gelato's actually gelato's really a high real quality. Thing. Yeah, gelato's yeah, good I'm stuff. Just kidding. It's really delicious. Italian ice gelato. Here's your here's your next one from uh, mouseprint.org. The next uh, shrinkflation example: Crisco vegetable oil used to come in predictable size containers for uh, like 24, 32, 48 ounces. Now, of course, we talked about seed oils being a bad thing. You probably should be avoiding this right. product uh, in general. But if you just glanced at it on the shelf, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell. Why is that? Well, they slim the bottle down from the back. Oh. So the width, the height, the bottle looks Dirty like it's the same size that it's always been. But instead of 48 ounces, it's 40 ounces. They oh, my eight God. eight ounces. That's significant. Off of that, yeah. And they show you the old bottle versus the new bottle from the side, and you can really tell. Like, it's a, a skinny pathetic looking that's so version. even worse it's worse than when it's on like raw ingredients because it's like these are things that people have been buying for years for exact bacon recipes and not, i don't know it just seems like really throwing it off in the system well here's the other thing is there's only so far they can go with this i mean how much further can they whittle down these these products before it's, it's there's just nothing keeping up left. false appearances they're they're yeah. just keeping up all you know keeping up appearances when really it can it's only go lot. so far. You know, it's like they're going to put less M and M's in the ice cream now. They do that too. You know, there's a there's a there's a <laughs> there's a uh, pejorative saying that Irish people say to one one another. It's called you know you call somebody lace curtains. It's a real bad thing. Ooh, what does it mean? It means you hang lace if you got nothing. If you're absolutely piss poor, you hang lace curtains oh, in the okay. window to make you <laughs> makes you look like you got a little something. But I you, see. When you get there's inside, it's just a hovel like everybody else. Right. Uh, Aldi. Aldi, they, uh, you know, they're pretty good. Aldi's pretty good. The mm-hmm. cheap stuff. Uh, I like to shop at Aldi, but even they are not immune to the shrinkflation. Their uh, Happy Harvest green beans used to be 16 ounces. They cut them to 15. Now they cut them back again to 14.5 ounces per can. Aldi. Just keep on whittling it down. It's just like, how can they go smaller? Like, for instance, on uh, Sabra guacamole, down from 8 ounces to 7. I mean, you can only go down so far before mm-hmm. there's literally two two little spoonfuls in a package. Yeah. So at some point, they have to do something else. They have to say, like, new jumbo size or, <laughs> yeah. or 20% more or something like that. Because at some point, they have to raise the price. They can only do the downsizing so far. And 
and to the extent that you can change the recipe, you can only cut quality so far. Yep. Uh, People notice. The last time we talked about it, what was the term? There was another. It was kind of like shrinkflation. Oh, yeah, skimpflation. That's the other term. So that's when they cut the, the quality. And so it was like Crisco cooking or Crisco oil or something like that. The, the vegetable oil that's like the scoopable kind, whatever right, you call yeah, that. Right, yeah, like shortening. Shortening, that's what it was. That they had put in more water into the recipe. And when people were, were trying to like put it in a frying pan, it was spattering more. It was getting, oh, like, it was worse, like way worse quality. And they got enough complaints to where they actually changed the recipe back to, to the old percentage of what it was. That would make me just want to look for alternatives yeah. in a big way. Like, what, okay, what does lard do in that situation? What can I use lard for instead? Lard is probably the least, at the lowest stage of its popularity in the history of lard. But lard works good mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff, and I bet it does a lot of Crisco jobs. Without all the chemical processing, That's right. too, right? It's just animal fat. Right. You know, it tastes keep it better, too. Keep it simple. Delicious. Beautiful lard. And that's what people need to be getting back to, right? Yeah. Like getting back to the simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like instead of the vegetable oils, go to butter. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, you know, Bonnie's done some research into this. There was a lot of lies that got people into uh, margarine and this fake crap yep. back in the day. It was Terrible. government. Government uh-huh. it was, was always government. Yep. Yep. Uh, the last one here. Stella Artois beer. You may have noticed if you're beer drinkers out there, your beers aren't 12 ounces a lot of times these days. Have you noticed that one? Have you noticed I'm skimping you, you want, on the you, beers? Bonnie just gave me that one. I want to go look at it. That, should that have been a, bigger a, than, a tw- than a 12. Yeah, I know. It should have been a pounder, though. Was that not 16 ounces? I don't know. I don't know what that one was. But the Stella Artois has been 11.2 ounces for several years. Now they're resizing their cans. So the bottles were 11.2 instead of 12. Now they're shrinking down their cans to 11.2 instead of 12 ounces. Got to keep an eye on these things. Sneak it. Cutting back. It's not their fault. They got to do something. Maybe. Maybe people won't be obese. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Bad chance. Uh, they'll just drink one more. We'll see you tomorrow night. So you've signed the Shire Society Declaration and are planning your move to New Hampshire to be around more liberty-oriented people. Next, sign up for the Shire Society Forum at forum.shiresociety.com. There are a bunch of people there who are already in the Shire, and they want to meet you. If you're already in the Shire physically, you should also come by the forums. Remember, not everyone uses Facebook. New people are signing up for the Shire Society Forum every month. So drop in and say hello at forum.shiresociety.com.